Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brusseau. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey, joining me as ever, a thinker. A stinker, a PP drinker, a handsome young boy <laughs> by the name of Aaron Joseph Peter. A stinker? Uh-huh. I think you're a little stinker sometimes. Oh. A thinker? Quite a thinker. I and admire a PP drinker. Uh-huh. You, I love it. You drink-o-sit. <laughs> I, I, I have been accused of such. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm more of a... You like the taste. You know, I'm more yeah. of a... Sorry. I'm more of a prestidigitator tot. <laughs> a little can, baby prestid. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just like to press to my digit in your little tater tot. Oh my god. Is that bad? It's quite quite bold, I would say. Uh, speaking of bold, the man bold. to my right. Pro- my your your approximate has piss and shit mm-hmm. and bits of sick. Matt Brusso. Oh, thank you, Aaron. You thank handsome you. swine. Oh, you you son of a bitch. It's wonderful. The man who is as virile as one who has been implanted with goat nut. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Might as well. If not more so. I would say yeah. they might have... Because uh, it's not... Might, I think they kicked in an extra nut when they made this one. They kicked it up a nut. It's, <laughs> not, it's not in my head. It's in my nuts. That's, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, do, I just want to say real quick... Um, uh, uh, happy birthday to Dodger. Yeah, hey, happy Dodger. birthday, Dodger. Dodger. Dodger, happy birthday, mate. I love you, buddy. Uh, Dodger, you know, he does all the big sexual drawings on the show. Did you bring the swag yet? The swag? No. What the I, fuck I, I, is I, your problem? I, I have a... I have, I've, you I've, got... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, exactly I've, right. You have a theory I've, of... I have a theory of the problem, to be yeah, quite honest. You are a theory <laughs> of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call you Lemony P. Naked. <laughs> That's you. That's exactly right. That's exactly. In the head a lot. I, yeah, I get. Dramatic brain. Injury. I get confused. That's good to, to, to recognize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I had. Something I wanted to say, but I think I would just really. Yeah, I'm very confused. Happy birthday to Doja. Dodger, uh, absolute best dude in the world. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, Matt, you, you. uh, Well, you know, it's been a, it's been a long, uh, was long journey. Today's Tuesday. (laughs) You have a birthday coming up, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. When's that? Next week, I think. Yeah, next Friday. Oh, it's gonna be good. Send him a picture of your grundle. <laughs> yeah, send it to <laughs> oh, all no, of us. Your grundle, your gooch, your taint, your uh-huh. butt sack. Wow. If you're poor, you're living in a rut sack. No, yeah. it's uh, it's been a long day, but it's always uh, wonderful to you guys bring make me have energy. Yeah, same day. here. Every I am usually on death's door by the mm-hmm. time I get here. I know. Last last recording for the Patreon episodes, I w- I really was I was going in. I was like, this is gonna suck. Yep. I was like, it's gonna suck, but every now and then, I guess you gotta suck. Mm-hmm. And then it was just so relaxing. The door and closed. Good mm-hmm. to be here the... that we fucking tore it up. Yeah, that was a fun uh, one. If I do say so myself. That was a fun one. We tore, we tore it up. We Talking tore... about one of my favorite shows. Yes. Yes. But I wanted to, speaking of Patreon. Connections. Aaron, you know who uh, used that mic today? Uh. uh 
Oh, that's no. the, I'm going to bleep that. And so if you want to hear what name I said, you got to go to the Patreon. Oh. One, one, one dollar a month. One dollar a month, you get to hear what the name was, and oh, then you get man. all the episodes without commercials. And then you're going to get all the jokes that I'm going to make mm-hmm. throughout this whole episode That are going to be bleeped. Mm-hmm. Right. Very, very good. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Big fan. Also, yeah, all the five dollars you get all the extra episodes. Oh. Yeah, you do. and there is an extra episode a week. We must oh. say again, uh, if you don't understand, um, we do uh, chopped up jukebox, a mm-hmm. music program. Mm-hmm. I got a call today Tell from me. our good friend Doug Dixon. Oh love, yeah, love the Dixon. Great, I Great love guy. Dixon. Um, I don't see him or talk to him as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful good-looking son of a bitch. Good look at some yeah, of a oh, bit, yeah. uh, uh, comedian, good host, a mm-hmm. good host of, of parties, uh, mm-hmm. events, gala, mm-hmm. uh, occasions. Yes. And he Love said, his wife. He's, uh, him oh, him Meredith, Meredith, right yes. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, KK. Mm-hmm, their dog yeah. recently passed away. I, I share their, their pain. I too had a dog pass away recently. We, we bonded over our, our shared misery. Uh, but he said, I listened to the Terminator. Aaron explains mm-hmm. it all. Uh-huh. He made a point to call me. Ah, <laughs> that's good. And that he that's listened to thing. it, and that he loved it, and he hopes there's more. That's so Fantastic. cool. To hear that from a person that I respect, not that I don't respect the fans, but I respect Doug you know probably personally. more. There's a lot of fans that are people I respect, yes. and it touches me every single and, day. And to get a to to hear that just it it nice. it jazzes me up, mm-hmm. makes me want to do another one. I so, want to do them. So if you are a paying <laughs> Patreon. Subscriber, you will be getting more of John's. I thought this was funny. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. gonna get some more My connections friend, with Karen. Matt. Like I told you, she said it, she's like the interview with Aaron was like mm. I felt like I learned Fantastic. so much about both you guys. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, and then and you'll get some more. Aaron explains it all. You get mm-hmm. some chopped up and you some get, more profiles that we just do only on the on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. It's really a multiverse uh, that you you kind of step into when you just give a couple bucks. And I don't know, maybe you're not into like exploring multiple dimensions of reality for <laughs> fucking pennies a day. Yeah, but I don't know. You might want to listen. Are. You might want to mm-hmm. listen to a free bad podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I could name. I'll rattle off. I know you, Matt. Would. You'll bleep those out. I know mm-hmm. you would. Yep. Uh, but yeah, please subscribe. It uh, it supports the shit out of us, and um, we love you guys mm-hmm. uh, that do support us. It's very very sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously, Thank you from the bottom much. of our prostates. <sighs> okay, ready? Part two. Part two. This, Mr. Brinkley. Yes. This has been um, something I've been talking about since the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been telling everybody. I've been telling everybody, and then they'd be like, so what's up? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we don't I'm know. like, I'm, I'll find out next week. Yeah. And people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. And I, I, I don't want to know. Yeah. I'm going to find out in a couple I, of days. I, I've stopped myself from mm-hmm. Googling it. Me too. I'm like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. How do these go nuts work? And then I'm like, yeah. I got to hear it from Matt. Mm-hmm. So Matt. Okay. Well, first, I got to take you back to something else what? before we get into what we need to get in. Do you, do you want brief recap? Brief recap? No. No. All right. <laughs> a, little, a little history lesson. Christmas Eve, 1906, mm-hmm. Brant Rock, Massachusetts. It's not an actual town. It's like a section of a town. You're on a boat 450 miles off the coast, probably working for the United Fruit Company, another banana run to Puerto Rico. When? Another one. While Fruit bobbing time. in the Atlantic... You know, you're just sitting there, not much is happening. Peeling your nanas. You know, you have one of these uh, new wireless transmitters 
And all you're getting out of it is Morse code. But, you know, that's pretty interesting. You're getting weather and location. And then you're sitting, you're on the deck there, right? And someone, they run over to you and say, Hey, someone told us to check out this transmission tonight. And so you turn it off. The fuck is this? Fuck is it? Sounds like shit. You've never heard. What the fuck? Never heard music. All I'm ever used to hearing is dot dot dash dash. Jesus Christ. It's the first ever radio program broadcast. Who'd it come from? <gasps> Reginald Fassenbender. As in, is it Michael Fassbender? A 450 foot steel radio tower. From that emanated invisible sound, an amplitude mod- modulation, you might call it. Electric waves vibrating. Amplitude modulation, that is AM radio. Electric waves vibrating at the frequency of sound waves on a constant radio frequency. Radio waves are changed into the shape of sound waves and a steady transmission. I don't know what the fuck that means. Do you know what the fuck that means? Yes. Imagine exactly it's 1906 it and someone tells you what the fuck that means. You know what the fuck that means? No, I'm sitting on a pile of bananas. Yeah. 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 Talking in dash dash dot dot. Now there's frequency modulation. Now, now that's FM some radio. kind of foreigner who's wishing me a Merry Christmas. Well, at least we know he's a good Christian, man. So you know you do you don't, you don't fucking try to learn it because there's no point. So you just believe in ghosts. It's a lot easier that way. Very. The man who made that transmission was a Quebecois man, Reginald Aubrey Fassenden, former school teacher, chief chemist for Edison, former professor. 1904, the U.S. Navy was transmitting weather reports, but that was only with Morse code. 1906, he sends the first two-way Morse code across the Atlantic. By the end of the year, he makes this broadcast first ever. This Fassbender character? Fassenden. First ever, Fassenden. First ever in the world. It's the first ever uh, radio broadcast that is not just Morse code. Morse code. Yeah. And it's wishing Merry Christmas. Yeah. So if he plays uh, he plays Oh Holy Night on the violin. Then he asks his wife and secretary to come read from the Bible. They get too nervous. So he does it. First ever uh, Mike Fright. And wow. Wow. Then he wishes everybody a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and he says, what else? This is what he looked like. What I else? think this is, this is a picture of the Brant Rock organization. He's sitting on the chair there in the middle. Well, of course he gets the chair. Oh, yeah. He looks like a... Like a funny man. 1906. They all kind of look like weird. It's like a weird badass band. Yeah, he looks like the, 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 time. the weirdest of them all. Yeah. He's got a little captain's hat. Looks mm-hmm. like he's chewing on his lip. Show the camera. Oh, yes. Fucking asshole. Yeah, behind the mic. Good. <laughs> I can't see. You can see. Here, here. Well, I, I have. We're working in a new medium for us. Yeah. Video. It, this guy's working radio. We're yeah. working video. So. Give me this. <laughs> Over the cor- is he the guy with his legs crossed? Yeah, he's, he's the, the most relaxed the motherfucker there. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, my legs are crossed too. I like his vest. I like all these malnourished folks with the hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all look like they're five foot n- negative six. I know. Can you imagine how much fucking booze is coursing through their veins? <laughs> booze and bananas. So, so yeah. jealous. Uh, maybe their first radio <laughs> broadcast was Lead to Force in 1907, but there's the, some the, argument. For, there's some argument about that. The first radio broadcast, what? Was by Lee DeForest in 1907. Lee DeForest? Lee DeForest. Lee DeForest. Yes. Ah, right. In New York. But 
Maybe I like. It may, I like this Quebecois man. I like the Quebecois. Over man. his life, he would he would uh, receive uh, over 500 patents for designs, largely in radio and sonar. Huh. And this would do amazing, great things for the country. But our man, Dr. John R. Brinkley, would not. <laughs> would not get patents. <laughs> would not do, do great things. He would do. Great things, but not for us. But if I recall from the previous episode, he did purchase a radio station. And that's where we begin. Well, we already begin. 1923, he breaks around his own radio station, KFKB, Kansas first, Kansas best. 1923 radio is still in adolescence. 1910 was the first public radio broadcast. 1912, Congress says they have to have licenses. First daily weather report. U.S. government then cracks down on uh, radios uh, because of World War One. And right. so there's a whole lull. 1920, KDKA in Pittsburgh becomes the first com- commercial radio station. Uh, KDKA also first religious broadcast, first live opera, first president. That's first president speaking on air. First wow. boxing match, first baseball, first football match. 1921. <laughs> first be- first yeah. boxing match. I was kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> and <laughs> those are all good firsts, right? Fine. Very. But there's over 600 licensed stations, and most of them can't afford to carry sports or have a president on. Uh, so the rest of them was just random shit. And so you'd get guys, like, out of Louisiana, you'd get this guy, W.K. Henderson, or K.W. Henderson. Oh, God. We have a telegram here from Aaron, Montana, which I read. We don't care for your station or the South. Signed by I am smart. He thinks he's smart. He is no doubt a cross between a hyena and a gear monster. Gotten in a black guy, graveyard, and raised by an idiot. We will consider the source of this telegram and dedicate the next song to him, which is Good Night. Did you change out black guy for another word? I reenacted that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Black guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those no good, dirty black guys. So there are a lot of radio stations, and some of them were saying stuff like that. Free speech, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you never really knew what you were going to get. Uh, there are over 600 stations. <laughs> no, I knew it. No, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's all bad. You're, you're going to get a lot of racist shit. Uh-huh. You're going to get a lot of God shit. He mm-hmm. seems like a cross between a fucking uh, tuna and a, and a gila monster. <laughs> I don't give a, a fig for him. <laughs> I wouldn't trade two med jewel dates for that dirty black guy. I don't know how the machine works, but I know it's to air out my personal grievances. What a psychopath. Yeah. Gila monster? Did he really throw he did, that? What the fuck are we doing? We're not airing out personal grievances, you psycho. Oh, no, that's for the Patreon. <laughs> but really, like, you know, I mean, how American is it the first time? The first thing you do on the radio is just start fucking attacking people. Oh, create. I mean, br- crossbreeding hy- hyenas and gila monsters. Yeah. That's pretty creative. Isn't it crazy? The minute the radio started, it was instantly a fucking wrestling match. It was instantly YouTube comments. Yeah. Man. It makes perfect sense. Crazy. Gila monster. All oh, right. Hold on. It's pretty impressive that you knew what a gila monster was. It is. <laughs> Sorry, I lost the uh, thing I wanted to say. Here it is. Oh, I'm, I'm, you found it. So I just, I just have to read a little bit more about uh, this man, uh, K.W. Henderson. K.W. Henderson. Or was it W.K.? So I, that was, I think it's Andrew W.K. That was an actual thing he said on air. Another thing he said was that he, 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 would, he would just get telegrams all the time of people calling him bad. Like, you're, you're bad, then he would just rip into him. 
Uh, he was known uh, for Herbert. He called Herbert Hoover the following things. A harebrained ninny cum poop. Huh. A yellow shit. <sighs> a, qu- a Quaker skunk, a son of a bitch, a half-assed Englishman, and a cross between a jackass and a bulldog bitch. Oh, my God. This is on the you, radio? This is on the radio. Bulldog bitch. You bitch. You bulldog you yellow bitch. shit. Hey, I have a question. Yes. Maybe you can answer this. Mm-hmm. John Wall. I know for sure. Try why, me. With the telegrams, mm-hmm. why do they always go to Matthew Brusso? Stop. At 4.53 in the a.m., we will begin mortar launches uh, at the beaches of Normandy. Stop. What do you, what do you, which part are you asking Why about? do they say stop? So you know that the punctuation. Yeah. What are you, uh, fucking Isn't that what a period is for? <laughs> stop is much less letters to Morse than period. Uh, What? <laughs> But Much like, fewer letters. I I, I'm pretty sure a dot is a period. <laughs> yeah, you said one. Or an A. We are attacking A. Stop. Is this Canadian Telegraph? Well, then, don't, then don't read out the stop. Just stop. <laughs> that's like, well, like, like, that's start, like, it's like, up, it's like reading out the telegram. Blo- <laughs> it's like reading out the blocking lines in a script. Walks over to refrigerator. You don't read that part, you fucking idiot from Western Union. Dipshit. Yeah, Don't they were just lucky the to. They were just lucky stop. to read back. Yeah, then. it was just. It was just. I'm angry. It was just, <laughs> deservedly so. It, it was just to you know not Cross have a, have a run on sentence. You I think bulldog bitch. <laughs> oh, it was W. K. Anderson. Okay. Anyway, so a lot of guys are just doing anything on radio. One guy jumps out of a plane and records it just to be like, "Here's what it sounds Fuck! like." There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of flat Earth preachers. <laughs> no fucking way. There's one it's guy who's like. I took a boat, and it didn't go anywhere. Earth is flat. And it's like, huh. I mean, there's no lie. There's an FBI. It didn't yeah. go anywhere. It wouldn't have... That means it's round. That's exactly what that means there. No, That's but he never good. saw the curve. Uh, I'm sorry. He never saw the curve of the Earth, he said. Wow. That was it. Wow. Hey, you know, it takes all kinds. So this is the, the, this is, that's, this is the early 1920s. This is the environment Brinkley is entering. Right? He'd be right. I think he found himself right at home in this current landscape of media and ignorance. In 1923. So what he does after he breaks ground, he hires an engineer to build the place. Then he, what he does is he hires four guys around the country. Milford, Topeka, Chicago, New York. And their jobs were to write stories about how great he was and hand them to newspapers. Perfect. So having done all this, him and Minnie, they head off on a tour of Asia. What? Why? Well, because he's, he's not going to build anything. The guy's building the station. He's got these people spreading good word about and him. And he's got all this goat nut money. Yeah. So he goes to Asia. And you know what he does? He implants glands in the president of the Bank of Peking, among a bunch of other Chinese. The Chinese press calls him the Burbank of Humanity. Wait, wait, wait. The Burbank? Yeah, I, I, I could not figure out what that what Like, the entomology of Burbank is like a river where... F- Stuff grows along it, but oh, okay, fertile, I mean, fertile ground. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, oh, it's probably a translation thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's some like, a pronunciation thing too. <laughs> yeah. So while they're while they're there, he becomes uh, you know a mini celebrity in China. They buy a bunch of stolen antiques. They check out some eunuchs in Saigon, and then they get on a ship. Ooh, Did he give what? them go nuts? No, no, he just checked about to see what's going check on. Check them out. Uh, what is it like? How do, where do I put the nuts? Where do I, you know, I have no nuts. To <laughs> give a sack. <laughs> Can I see a sack? Yeah. Where did your nuts go? The waste? Who's got those? Burbank? 
And then Glendale. I, <laughs> the Glendale of humanity. <laughs> and then on, the sh- uh, on a ship in the Malacca Strait, he personally circumcises the Prince of Siam. This guy's doing the Lord's work. Wow, man. Siam. So, now, I think now that's uh, Thailand. Bangkok. Hmm. Sure. Siam, Oriental City where they say you don't sleep. You know that song? <laughs> One night in Bangkok when oh, the world's yeah. your oyster. Right. Mm-hmm. I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. Uh-huh. It's about chess. Oh. You should have known that, John. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he, he gets some news. Uh, apparently the station's having trouble being built because no one's built a radio station before. No one in town knows how to build a radio station. Yeah. So <laughs> There are more people in town that know how to implant goat nuts yeah. into human beings than know how to build a radio station. Yeah. We, uh, we ran into some difficulty. What's wrong? We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> what is a oh. radio station? What are station? you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm cutting off the foreskin of the Prince of Siam. <laughs> Siamese. So, uh... That's what I they exactly they right. they do manage to build it once and then it burns down, of course. <laughs> Inside so, job. And so they build it again. This time it stays. Huh. And then uh, right before Brinkley gets home, um, you know he's still touring China, and uh, the St. Louis Star breaks a story on all of the medical diploma mills, and they mention that in the United States there's 25,000 practicing doctors who have phony credentials. Most of them bought their diplomas from diploma mills, but also a lot of them. Bought them off the widows of dead doctors. A doctor dies. You, don't you buy. Anymore. You buy his uh, credentials. Yeah, very smart. Well, well, you know, a lot of good diplomas go to waste. And we Very didn't have. Time. We didn't have uh, like a re- retirement saving. You know, there wasn't any medic. You know, Medicare or anything. You know, fuck it. What's the widow? Where's, where's she? How's she making money? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's selling. She's selling yeah. her her dead husband's credentials. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. got used to living high on the hog, being married to that doctor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you bulldog bitch. <laughs> bulldog bitch is it's, so funny. It's so weird. Yellow shit? What? You yellow, yeah, yellow shit. Ninkumpoop bulldog. Ninny kumpoop. Ninny kumpoop. Is it? Yeah. He yeah, said ninny ninny kumpoop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a portmanteau of insults. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really wasn't even good at insulting. Uh, yeah, so... he said black guy. <laughs> Come on, get more creative. <laughs> So, Brinkley hears the news about the diploma mills. He cuts his uh, trip short. He gets back to Milford. The first thing he does... <laughs> what are you spinning up? Cut he, short? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he circumcises his trip. Sorry, Prince. Gotta go. Snip. <laughs> he gets, the first thing he does on air is defend himself by attacking the American Medical Association and yellow journalists. Then, in 19, uh, late 1924, uh, San Francisco indicts 19 men for giving for profiting from phony diplomas. Brinkley is one of them. Whoa. They send agents from San Francisco to Kansas to arrest him. Oh, my God. But the Kansas governor, John Davis, doesn't let them ex- extradite him, saying, we people in Kansas get fat on his medicine. We're going to keep him here so long as he lives. So they sent city police? Yeah, I guess. Wow. That, that was really back wait, before wait, wait. federalism. From what, from what city? San Francisco. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Can you give me a second here? (laughs) Sorry. So the San Francisco police, what, like, hop a fucking covered wagon to Topeka? (laughs) They took a train. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're like, we're here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know we're SFPD and we don't fuck around. (laughs) We're here. 
are queer. <laughs> you don't have to get used to it. Yeah. But we need yeah. this guy with we his nuts. We need this guy. And let me tell you something. Yeah. Do you have any of those goat testicles? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any human ones? Because, like I said, we're queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these guys are corn-fed. <laughs> we're queer. Go we're nutted. here. We're queer. We're used to it. <laughs> if we could get some of these nuts, it'd be great. <laughs> uh... That, no, no, no that, that, I was gonna echo your same sentiment. Mm-hmm. Is that ba- this was back before you know uh, federalism really took over, and the right, states sure. really were independent entities. Right. And that's why that's pretty mind blowing that the city of San Francisco yeah, the, yeah, you, ab- indicted a man in Kansas and sent cops to go get him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's they were, nuts. They were like they were Pardon they, yeah, they were, they, they were like the Axel Foley of the gay community. <laughs> So they were the Axel Foley. Yeah, we put in bananas and tailpipes, but in a different kind of way, you know. <laughs> but, but, like, why would you think that would work? Well, I don't know. It's just a good trip. You got guns. I know. I, I, don't, I mean, they probably hoped it would work, you know? I, maybe. I guess, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes it's a publicity stunt, too. Right. And maybe, well, you know, if, if they had been, maybe, I don't even, I don't think, it wasn't a federal court, because I think the, well, yeah, you know, uh, the federal yeah. government would have cracked down. But that was just the age of, we don't like people from outside telling us what to do, right. and so anything you <laughs> fucking do that's fucked up anywhere, you can get away with. Right, as like, long as it stays local. Right, it's kind of like, you know, like, um... <sighs> You know, I think I think like OJ can't go back to Nevada or something because like tax stuff, right? Right? right like, yeah. Eh, what are you gonna do? But yeah. back then, I guess they send cops after you. Yeah. Well, the 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 thing that you know Deadwood back on HBO with the movie this uh-huh. this week. Catch it in IMAX. Um, huh? Huh? Uh, it was the the thing they show you so well that leads, I would assume, to the creation of FBI is. The one thing that wasn't beholden to the states was the mercenaries, the Pinkertons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they were the ones that could go over state lines and do whatever they want. And then eventually the government was like, we need something like that. Yeah. yeah. What if we did that? Yeah. yeah. Instead of hiring people to do it. Fucking pigs. That's amazing, though. So they're like, no, we're all jizzing really hard off these goat nuts. This guy's mm-hmm. going nowhere. You guys Scram. can fuck off back right. to your bathhouses mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah with, with all your Chinamen. <laughs> Uh, and Brickley goes on air and he says the persecution was no more justified than the persecution of Christ. Wow. And uh, so he's comparing himself yes, to, Christ, to Christ. Yeah. The man who circumcised the, well, the Prince of Siam. Prince of Siam. I, mean, I mean, Christ was. And a number could, of right? goats, I assume. Yeah. At, at, for, a, for a low fee. Uh, a reasonable. <laughs> Very reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> And now, because of his trip to China, he has uh, worldwide uh, recognition. And now he's getting patients from Europe and South America and Africa and Canada. All They're, coming to, to... All coming to, to Milford, Kansas, the town formerly of 200. Oh, my God. Yeah. They got to be just breeding goats. But then they don't want to be nuts. Then, like, what do you right. do? Like, Milford, Kansas. This is... Is now seeing this influx of... of uh, all uh, sorts of foreigners. foreigners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, don't much care for this around here. Well, your money is good mm-hmm. around here, I suppose. But as soon as you'll get your nuts implanted, won't you scurry off back from whence you came mm-hmm. to go come wherever you please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once Brinkley was done defending himself, he went on selling himself. And the U.S. The US radio in the, at that time... Uh, it was the middle of Prohibition, 
And when they handed out radio wave uh, bands, they uh, radio band waves, they demanded that stations be, quote, high-minded and uplifting. There were 526 radio stations, and four of them didn't take ads. Huh. It was called the stench in the nostril of the uh, ionosphere. Of the ionosphere. Ah, yes. The ionosphere is the layer of the atmosphere with which we bounce radio waves off of to reach all parts of the globe. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So, but what is with the no advertising? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. The, the stations. There were four that would not take advertising. There were no. Be... There were four hundred out of five hundred twenty-six, and uh, and they would not take. They ads. would not take. Ads. So they were privately funded. There must have been. I don't know. Or or they were they maybe church funded. I don't know. Ugh. Presumably, it might have been a loss leader, something like that. They were they were getting money from somewhere. I don't know. Um. But. Brinkley, uh, there's nothing, you know, high-minded and uplifting. What, you know, what does that mean? But Brinkley, you know, he was a Quaker medicine man, right? Uh, you know, and especially up to then, advertising in the United States and over the world was called offering copy. So you would say factual things about the product, you know, a real product, right? But the newest thing was selling copy, a.k.a. making an emotional appeal about your product. For example... A Listerine was originally sold as an antiseptic and a floor cleaner and a gonorrhea fixer. That's right. But then the son of the guy who created it, Joseph Lister, he made an ad that said, "You five million women who want to get married, how's your breath today?" You nasty bitch. No way. And suddenly halitosis became a common word. Yeah, this halitosis is is was invented by Listerine. And it, it's it's just a word for bad breath. It's and... a fa- it's supposed to sound Latin, so it sounds it's it, I mean it is Latin. It's from it's a creation of Latin. Uh, of it, right. You know, you know but it I mean. was never a true pathology. It was never a diagnosable disease. It's bullshit. Huh. Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly right. It was a fucking floor cleaner. Yeah. And they say Crazy. you got gonorrhea, throw some Listerine on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so Brickley you wick. Brinkley, he learned how to sell as a medicine man and a quack and, you know, working in those those weird doctor's office. So while other radio play, people like uh, uh, K.W. Henderson or W.K. Henderson were t- talking shit, Brady, uh, Brinkley instead, he would tell you a, a story. Oh, I wonder I... what that's like. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing more powerful in the world than a good story. So so bear with me. This one's uh, it's about two minutes, but you, you'll, you'll catch we're the bring idea. Bring it on. I love little memories that spring up along life's way, like violets on a riverbank. They give a breath of sweetness to the hardest day. Small blades of grass gathered on the lawn make a happy nest for the robin. In the heat of earthly struggles, as we are bewildered by vexing problems and saddened by testing trials, it is restful to fly to a nest of dreams made of tender vines and fragrant blooms, plucked on a long journey down a trail of fond remembrance. As you know, I recall the hills of my boyhood home and see rainbows arched over a peak flushed with floral beauty. I used to build high castles there as I watched the summer clouds change their forms above the rippling Tokisiji. Sometimes there were palaces of white oh. marble tinted with delicate pink or opal or gold. Again, there were spires and domes with a grandeur mirrored in beautiful blue lakes. In those vapory transformations, I witnessed a kaleidoscopic view of the ever-shifting things of life. 
the changes were rapid. Goat nuts, two for one. Call me now. Everything I have predicted has come true. And what has not come true is rapidly coming true and will come true. I've told you what to do. One thing I've asked you to do is to invite your friends into your home to listen to these Sunday evening broadcasts. Another thing I've you asked a radio, you to do bring your friends in so they can hear Send one dollar to publicity newspaper, Wichita, Kansas, for a six-month subscription. And once every Patreon. week, mm-hmm. or for a total of 26 weeks, once a week, you'll receive a copy of this weekly paper containing in full, complete, one of my Sunday night broadcasts. What, like the same thing in text? Yep. Okay. Sure. So he paints you a story, and then he says, if you've enjoyed this, you can read it. You, yeah. So what are, the, what are the stories like, though? No, you heard Can't, it. You just heard Lilacs and pregnant blooms. So what he does is he, he... It's not really a story as much as it is a... Boring. Landscape. Portrait. I you know suppose. what it sounds like? It sounds like something a spy would say when they sit down on a bench next to another spy. Mm, yes. <laughs> the pregnant lilacs seem to be uh, gloriously in bloom, and yes, the dew upon the mm. blades of grass is also a Well, goat. I remember the rainbows arcing over the mountains in my childhood home. Do you have the dossier? Yes. Now, what you have to know, I mean... <laughs> He is he is his radio station cover covers all of Kansas and gets into neighboring states. Yeah. Almost no other radio station has that ability. If you have a radio, one of the only things you can hear is, is this, this size guy. this. And if you live in Topeka and another guy lives in another city, maybe you maybe you have a second station and but you don't share that one, but you share one station and it's Brinkley's. Oh. And so he's doing he'll put you to bed with he'll he'll be on air for 12 hours. Yeah. Just talking. Just and he'll put you to bed. Time to do the surgeries. Well, you know, there's he's got people. He's who, doing it while. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutting no, up no. sacks. He's basically farming it off to people who have, have maybe less idea. And he's outsourced the nut surgery yes. so that he can podcast. Yeah, great. But, but like, yeah, you know, it is impossible. Farming it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's goat farming. It's, yeah. it's goat. <laughs> uh, so. You compare that to the guy who's telling, uh, being racist and telling, calling people idiots. Who would you rather have on for four hours? Well, right? sure, especially in a time of uh, you no know, uh, pious, <laughs> yeah, piousness. I, yeah. I suppose you know the the prohibition era was very, um, you know, uh, puritanical. And, yeah, uh, yes, yes. and so what he does is he is he has those nice stories about all of these things that he remembers and the memories, and then he'll dip into. But things aren't good, are they? They're bad. And then he'll drink. dip into. Well, you can't for, come for a dollar, a dollar right, a, right, a week. Right. So this is you this is have... proto uh, televangelism, exactly. Right? Or it's rather this. It's a uh, what would you call it? Radio evangelism. He a- was radio? the first guy. There Phono was, evangelism. There, 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 the idea of an ad camp, the book on, on advertising had yet to be written. Right. It would be written maybe, I think, 1924. Right. He was ahead of everything. In Both man. in being on the radio yeah. and using doing, it. And to, using it. Yeah. yeah. And very long form because 
it was the only game in town. You didn't have to be buy now. Ah, you, you could exactly. really, like you said, John, paint a picture. Yeah, and you know, and it's then also slip like, in. Oh, by the way, if you want to, I you guess, can do this. Right. So it almost seemed like, hey, here's a guy who's a friend. It's ASMR. Who's saying, He's yeah. putting me to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Also buy my shit. But you know, but he couldn't talk all day. So what he did is he added live military bands. He added French lessons. He had astrologers. He had gospel quartets. He had a story. He had storytellers. This kind of sounds good. Yeah, he had tell me a story, lady. And then he wait, started. Wait, wait, wait. He had one called "Tell Me a Story, Lady." Well, I, th- I don't know if it was a lady who who ran tell me. It was a lady who ran ran tell me a story. But I think it was called "Tell Me a Story, Lady," and a woman would just tell oh, a story. Dude, we should have named our podcast that. <laughs> Tell me a story, lady. Tell me a story, lady. Boy would be ours. Oh, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright 2019. The thing you said. That's mine. Yeah, I took it. No, no, no. Yeah, I stole it. I stole gave it. it to you. In- did, did you say copyright? I, did, I didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's recorded for the record. So. <laughs> So and our newsletter is called Shemail. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing he did that no other radio station had really done at that time was he brought on solo musicians. Uh huh. And so he brought in uh, this guy named like one of the guys. This guy Roy Faulkner became known as the Lonesome Cowboy. He played a musical saw sometimes. And a mu- oh, like wham, yeah. wham, 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 slap wham, the saw. Wham. Sounds oh, like my baby crying before she perished. <laughs> if only there was a good doctor in town that could <laughs> implant some goat testicles in her left ventricle. <laughs> but the thing is, with one guy, you know who it is. If it's a quartet. It's the so-and-so quartet. Right. Chaos. Right. But with Madness. one guy, he tells you a little story, he plays a song, right? And NPR. He, that guy, Roy Faulkner, started getting 3,500 uh, uh, letters a week. Whoa. Middle of I nowhere. I hate you, you black guy. <laughs> <laughs> you ninny cum poop. Yellow shit. You sure do play this all good, though. <laughs> uh, on Sundays, Brinkley would read sermons that he stole from other people. Wow. <laughs> And uh, so he's good. Let's he, get it on the radio. He's having he's having tons of su- success with this, but he still needs uh, he, he needs that uh, you scroll. Know, he, yeah, and so 1925, him and Minnie. Money. Uh, no, 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 no. The diploma. Oh, he, he needs some sort of qualification, right? For what? Well, just in case they come at him again, because right, they, the he the, his diploma mill qualifications had been. Uh, made evident. Oh, right. Yeah. So he's still a fraudster. Oh, in order to continue performing these nut surgeries, J- just in case. But also, it's a good excuse for him to tour Europe. You got to get legit. You to got this legit. business. You got to get legit. You got to get legit. Yeah. So he in 1925 he heads to Europe. Him and many they head to Europe to to get an honorary degree somewhere. An honor? Oh, like yeah. Bill Cosby. Yeah. So he goes to Dublin, London, Glasgow. Uh, they all say no. <laughs> And then he goes to Pavia, Italy. Get the fuck out of here with your fucking gut nuts. You must be. The only thing guts are good for is stuffing shite in their fucking stomachs and then eating it. You think I want the goat fucking me back after I fucked it for decades? The only fucking good thing about it is when you push it up against the cliff, it pushes back. You fucking yellow. I don't know if that's Russian or Scottish. I think it's Robin Williams. You're, you're, you're right in there. I yeah. like it. Now, you got pretty Scottish. It's pretty, pretty good. 
Thanks. Pretty good stuff. So he ends up in uh, Pavia, Italy, and that's where Columbus graduated from. Uh, they had no idea who he was. Yeah. They didn't know who he was. So what he does is he offers <laughs> them <laughs> Jimmy <Who> Columbus. <laughs> he... Columbo. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, one, just one more thing. Uh, so he offers uh, them uh, an endowment. Then he throws them a giant party. Jack, <laughs> <laughs> can you describe you what want, you're doing? <laughs> I was raising my fist in like a, a fucking boner fashion. Yeah. You were jerk. An, an, yeah. an endowment. Mm. You guys how'd want you, a fucking endowment? I'll how, show how'd you, you guys endowment. like to be well endowed for the rest of your lives? <laughs> So uh, he throws a party for uh, this, this place, and uh, then he like there's an orchestra, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's cool." Here's, now, where is this? Uh, Pavia, Italy. Oh, where Columbus graduated yeah. from. Of course, you're, you're catching on. Uh, and uh, they give him they give him the honorary degree. Of course. In what? You know, just good time and fella. Right? John, <laughs> yes, John. Uh, PhD in good times. Now, now if you, uh, you know, eventually uh, the American Medical Association, uh, his professor in Chicago would hear about this from somebody, mention it to the American Medical Association, that guy Morris Fishbein would then badger Italy for years until they take it away, <laughs> oh, away from him. Italy! <laughs> and you know who took it away from him? Benito Mussolini. No. <laughs> yeah. Mussolini said... You're a fraud. You, yeah. You're a fraud. But it was, didn't matter. It was too late. Brinkley, for the rest of his life, he would claim that he had a degree from there. Sorry. So now he no takesy backsies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Twenty five. He returns back to the United States. And the United States is in the midst of the uh, Scopes Monkey trial. And this is nineteen twenty five. Nineteen twenty five. The best selling book for in nineteen twenty five. Nineteen twenty six. Would you mind uh, recapping for the uneducated listener to the Scopes Monkey trial? Just quick. Uh, my if I if I'm remembering this correctly. Uh, Louisiana uh, didn't want to teach evolution, That's right? So when they took the federal government to trial, yeah, and so then um, who the, the one of the great lawyers of the day, W. C. Fuckface, yeah, um, him and some other idiot had a court case debating evolution, and it was stupid. Yeah, yeah, and that I was I the Scopes Monkey trial. Yep. Okay, it was like the Roe v. Wade of evolution. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but it was the hottest thing of the day. The biggest selling book in 1925 and 26 was The Man Nobody Knows, The Discovery of Jesus. And it explained how Jesus was a great business executive because he was able to get <sighs> all these... Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> he kicked the money changers out of church. Well, yeah. yeah well, and then they started banks. They said he was a great business executive because like, he was able to form a board. With his apostles. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And they all sat on one side of the table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. According to that yeah. picture. <laughs> and they said he was a great advertiser because he got so many people to follow him. And so Brinkley comes back to the States, and this is happening, and he has another revelation. And he goes in the air, and he, he talks about the book. His review of the book is, that seems to be my life all over. Oh, he loves <laughs> oh. He's got himself a messiah complex. Uh-huh. I might be Jesus himself. I might be the goat. Persecution. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. It's so so stupid. What a maniac. Yeah, well, and then he becomes a scientist uh, fundamentalist. A Christian scientist? No, just a regular scientist fundamentalist. So, Is it, uh, that's news? A scientist fundamentalist? Because he's saying, look, I'm, I'm an inventor. I'm creating all these things. Also... Uh, you know, so okay, I'll explain it like this. I'll explain it like this. So what he does, he builds an outdoor theater in Milford, and they show moral and religious pictures. And so they advertise at the hospital, yes, it will repair your body, but now it can save your soul, too. These goat nuts? <laughs> you know, maybe the goat. 
if you fix the body, the soul follows. I, think, I mean, that, that is the thing, though, that there, there was a fundamentalism to science in the day that was, you know, a lot of, you know, um, the, the the evolutionary sciences that led to eugenics. Eugenics. Yeah, sure, and, sure. So it was the thing that, you know, people would show up and be like, it's science! Science! And then they'd be like, you know, let's do something terrible about it. And people would go along with it because they were like, it was, it was a new religion. It was. Yes. And also, yes. a lot of it yes. was fake and fucked Bullshit. up and wrong, like, like, like any religion. other religion. Yes. Of course. Think again about the radio. Yeah. You have no idea how that works, and you're told that's science. Oh, exactly. So here's a guy. Here's yeah, a guy. It's still magic. I don't know how any of this shit in here works. Yeah. So yeah. here's a guy telling you that this works. You don't know how it works. Well, so you, how is yeah, that different from the radio? You think science is a new word for religion? Yeah. It might as yeah. It might know. as well be. Yeah. Yeah. Scientism. Yeah. So Funda- now, fundamental science. <laughs> so now Brink- Brinkley himself, uh, he's getting three thousand letters a week to the hospital. All these people, poor people are showing up. Rich people are showing up. For- foreigners are showing up. Uh, people, Ugh. people are showing up like this guy, Andy Whiteback. Andy Whiteback. Yes, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Whiteback, uh, Esquire. Get off my porch (laughs) and into my sack. (laughs) Por favor. What? Get out of my dreams and into my covered wagon. (laughs) (laughs) She blinded me (laughs) with fundamentalist science. Poetry <laughs> in motion. She blinded me. <laughs> everybody was blinded. <laughs> Ooh. So, uh, Andy, of course, like everybody knows him from the radio, and he's like, "Well, you know, I, I, my body is breaking down. I think I need to, I, I need the gland operation. That's how. That's gonna save me. Of course. He, that's what he's saying to himself. Yeah. <gasps> and so, him and his wife, they're. Fucking, he was a true believer. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people were. Him and his, his wife well, was I mean, too. When, it, when the Huckster's the true believer, that's dedication. I, yeah. I well, like that a lot. No one else is offering him this. So him and his wife, dirt poor, they mortgaged their home for two goat Wait, testicles. I thought he was rich. No, 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 no. I'm saying this poor, this rich, this foreigners. Oh, got it. Him and his wife, he's dirt poor. They mortgage his home. The most he can get for it is $550 for the mortgage. He takes all that money. He goes to Brinkley's Hospital in Milford. And well, there's another patient there that describes this scene, and he says this guy showed up and he's like, "I only have 550," and you know, and then so Whiteback, you know, getting all this religious stuff on the radio, he's like, you know, you know, you're religious in your generosity. Look, look into your will you? Will you? Yeah. And they say. No, you get to another two hundred or else nothing. This guy starts breaking down in tears. Five fifty, you get to nut and a half. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I was gonna say, what about one nut? Right. Or even in their religious, their their religious generosity, say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Go home." Instead, know what they do? Minnie calls his employer, gets them to send Brinkley the guy's wages until he pays off the extra two hundred. They do the operation. He goes home. He's worse than before. Now his house is mortgaged. Now his wages are mortgaged. Nuts his nuts, nuts are, are withering. fucking done. They garnish his wages. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Minnie's a real f- bulldog bitch. <laughs> I get to say that. No, you don't. I get to <laughs> no, say that. No, I don't. <laughs> like the She's bull- dead. Hey, but, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> do you see what she did to poor Whiteback? <laughs> yeah, but you don't even know who that guy is. 
Uh, I do now. He's a dead, nutless, homeless corpse with zero nuts. Twice so nuts gross. and yet no nuts. Uh, so because of this, Fishby now publishes another article, another journal article for the, in the AMA's journal saying, John R. Brinkley, quack, the commercial possibilities of goat gland grafting. But the AMA is only read by doctors. Brinkley, Brinkley is a fucking radio station. Yeah. The fucking what, are you poor... telling me that guy's full of shit? Tell me something I don't know. Yeah. Right, right. He's preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile... Frankly, he's preaching to the great. He's got the choir on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the saw guy. Yeah. And oh, the great unwashed are hungry for goat nut. Oh, God. Here's another story for you. A man's wife has colon cancer. Oh, she God. goes to every doctor they can find. They say, no, nah, she's she's gonna, going to die. I cannot help her. It's all over. They go to Brinkley. He goes, I think I can do it. <laughs> he performs surgery on her. The next day, she dies. He charges the man 350 bucks. But it's about five thousand dollars today. Oh really? What kind of surgery did he do? I I think he replaced her ovaries with goat ovaries. I think or it was DVD because of her colon. <laughs> yeah. DVDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut Are you up. familiar? I'm extremely <laughs> familiar. Are you familiar with DVDA surgery? Uh, oh God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have a How PhD. How are you gonna get it? You gotta, you gotta, it's a pincer movement to get the tumor. <laughs> what is that? A pincer movement? You gotta grab the tumor. No, I know with what... two cocks. John, no, John, is that is that legal? <laughs> legal doctor? Pincer. It's a pincer. It's a pincer movement. Uh, you gotta have that's... a pincer. And they've but gotta also... be uncircum. They've gotta be circumcised. And you don't oh, want it migrating south to the vagina. So, so you gotta have, you gotta have two. It's there. a oh, double redundancy God. system of DVDA. Oh. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. To get yeah. out the colon cancer from your ovaries. <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what do you? And then yeah. the thing is, is oh, that he God. would talk, he would do it on the radio. It'd be DVDA commentary. <laughs> it, no, it'd be, it'd be DVDA AM radio. <laughs> Is that the dumb? Uh, it might be that. Uh, might take the crown. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. That's fantastic. Oh, you're listening to WKRP Cincinnati DVDA. <laughs> our next, our next band is DVDA oh, and the Radio. God. Oh my! Followed up by Yellow Shit. <laughs> <laughs> And the black people. <laughs> Dude. Hold on. There's a story oh, of another damn man. Damn it, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's very stupid. There's another man, he goes to Brinkley. He leaves. On his way home, nine days later, he's, he lives in like Pennsylvania. He's taking a train in St. Louis. He starts having convulsions, has lockjaw. Oh, Brinkley, Brinkley gets locked up. No, no, this guy he oh, works on. This guy that. leaves. He's trying to go home. <laughs> and then, so this doctor comes to him, and his doctor's like, "Oh shit!" So his doctor like he tries to like uh, fix him, and he looks at him. He's like, his scrotum had had gangrenous incisions in it. Oh, gangrenous incisions yeah. in the scrotum. Yeah, yeah. Now We're, he had locked jaw. That typically a symptom of tetanus. Yeah, is that possibly what happened? <laughs> well, you probably. get tetanus from you get the goat testicles. You chew the cans, and then, yeah, then you, yeah, 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 you yeah, become yeah. a goat. Yeah, you yeah. start chewing roasted cans. Your eyes you get go tetanus. square. Yeah. You're suddenly hungry for cans, not your the food. Your eyes go square. <laughs> yeah, you're not hungry <laughs> for the food within them, but you just want to chew that can real yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next thing you know, you're fucking, uh, your fucking... Jaws are locked. Yeah, your jaws are locked, and your... Nuts gangrenous. Your nuts pouring Hulk sap. Gamma? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... This is all, you know, this is all going great for Brinkley, right? <laughs> yeah. It is. And, but he has, again, he never stops thinking. He has another idea. 
God damn it. Right? So, so then he, one of the things he thinks is, you know, he's, he's working on a bunch of ideas. One, he has brainstorming, you know, you don't have just one. You, have, you start with one. Was he doing a lot of cocaine? I don't think so. <sighs> Idiot. This guy's like Jesus. Yeah. And he didn't need cocaine. Dude, Jesus he loved probably did to chop cocaine. it up. Yeah. He chopped it think. hard out. He was, a good, he was an executive after all. <laughs> Chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. Uh, so, so Brickley has this new idea. He wants to start working on prostate. So he says, go gland surgery. Oh, he just... I want to start working on prostates. Well, you know, prostates are killing folks. So he says, go gland surgery. That could shrink the prostate. And then he is like, you know, I can work on the prostate even without surgery. Should have called the fucking uh, Tennessee Woodhall. She would have fucking yeah. milked that shit. Oh, man. Dry. Ample. Jesus. Wasn't her name Tennessee Woodhall? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Tenny, Tenny, yeah. <laughs> the name, is, <laughs> the name isn't being challenged. It was just. But she was milking prostate. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, Good and dry. Left and left. Yeah. Uh, God, I'd love to get my prostate milked by a woman named Tennessee. One day. Well, Aaron. God, I fing- fingers crossed for it. From your mouth to God's ass. Huh? huh? <laughs> so these are all right ideas, but then he has one of his best ideas. <gasps> Better than prostate surgeries? <laughs> yeah. So so as he's going around, people are like all these people show up to his hospital, and they're always like, when he's when they see him, they're like, "Doctor, I got this thing. Can you tell?" And he's like, he gets tired of giving out advice for free. Yeah. So he creates this idea called the medical question box. Oh. You write to the radio station your ailments, and he'll read it on air, and he'll diagnose you. For well, that's for free, John. And the, you know, the the part of the genius of this is that most of the letters are from women because women are in charge of the health of the family. Right. So anytime any someone has any sick, mm-hmm. they write in saying, "So he's got a cough." Good God! But the real genius is is this wrinkle Brinkley adds to this system. Mm. So he would diagnose you, but then he would offer healing, and all you had to do was pick up his medicine at your local drugstore. So he created the Brinkley Pharmaceutical Association, and there were 500 Midwestern drugstores associated with it. They sold medicine at six times the normal retail value, and Brinkley got $1 per jar. It's like Alex Jones. Uh, My silver, uh, colloidal silver, I had to protect yourself from radiation. So you mail in your legitimately... Like like horrible family woes, or even just you have a cough and you don't. He know. Ro- reads them on the air, mm-hmm. and then he sends you to a local pharmacy where you get ripped off super hardcore. You pick up the medicine that and, he created, and he's now profiting. And this is off. in anywhere that the rate his radio station mm-hmm. reaches. He has five hundred affiliated drugstores. And in presumably, the, the one formula fixes everything. Well, that's the beauty of it, John. He's got so many formulas. He's got multiple formulas. Here's an example, right? A woman, this is from uh, Pope Rock's fantastic book, Charlatan. A woman writes to Brinkley about her six-year-old daughter who's complaining of cramps. After reading the letter on air, I gotta, sorry, I gotta do this, uh, Carlin. After reading the letter on air, Brinkley tells the mother and the rest of the audience, I think she is wormy. Ask for prescription 94 for worms. In regard to yourself, you had your appendix taken out. You're going to get a little trouble later on. My advice is number 61 and stay on it for 10 years. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, that is so not far off from the current medical establishment. Ten years? Ten years. Yeah, looks like you're going to have to be on it forever. Yeah. To a query. That's the cure. Yeah. <laughs> to a query from Dresden, Kansas. Probably he has gallstones. No, I don't mean that. I mean kidney stones. My advice to you is to put him on prescription number 80 and 50 for men, also 64. Yeah, try it out. I think that he will be a whole lot better. Also, drink a lot of water. That's, <sighs> that's good advice. Yeah, yeah. well, at the end, yeah. <laughs> then you get the real shit, right? Yes. You know? The water. 
I think she's wormy. I think she's wormy. Oh, wow. probably gonna take a pincer movement. No, she's catch one of those. Yeah, do you know like three, maybe four, couple of black <laughs> no, guys no. fresh out of jail, homeless, no. homeless. thugs. It's not legal, doctor. They, I mean, they're gonna need big pincers, so like. <laughs> but you gotta but catch like, the worm. It's so hard actually, to get them. Actually, you're gonna need. For brute force, you need a couple of big ones, and then like for the more precision <laughs> pincer movements, you need a couple of small ones. So like I don't know, I'm not gonna say what race or anything, but like, yeah, you're gonna need a couple of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some folks from San Francisco are coming in town. Maybe they'll fucking help you out. Nope, nope. I'm pretending. No, 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 no. no. I, I just acting. My... Acting. Thank you. <laughs> it's fun to pretend. <laughs> Pincer movement. Oh, Jesus great. Christ, John. <laughs> what? I love it. <laughs> it's canon it's now. It's tumor. You John, have to grab it. Pincer movement is canon. <laughs> Pincer. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> only, only you guys could get it. Yeah. Matt, I've seen it. How much do you love pincer? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's such a stupid word. I love it's, it. It's a it's an engineering description. They got me with a pincer. <laughs> it might be, ah, fuck. It might be new science. <laughs> Dude, call me a science fundamentalist. I heard it on the radio. Got to be true. So, uh, when uh, someone looks into Brinkley's number fifty, it's liver medicine. Mm. 350 a bottle. He's, he's got 50 of these fucking things? No, he's John, 64, John, bro. He is, uh, number 80 was also was mentioned. 94 was for worms. Oh, right, because she was wormy as fuck. Good I, Christ almighty. It's got to be all the same shit. I mean, some of it. Here's So someone looked into Brinkley's number 50 liter, liver medicine. Fit 350 a bottle. That's about $50 today. And uh, <laughs> this is what they found in it. Let's see. 350 a bottle. Uh... <laughs> Because there's one guy, this, there's a doctor who had a, he was like, someone was like, this woman drank this. Uh, and he looked at the patient and he found uh, this. So drastic upon the patient has produced an enormous cholera-like grippings and actions and vomiting, causing a tearing open of an old ulcer, <gasps> a violent hemorrhage, the vomiting intense pain continuing. X-ray pictures were taken, showing the pyloric orifice about one and a half inches to be nearly closed, and it'll soon be imperative to make a new opening by attaching the bowel to a lower margin of the stomach. Basically, the stomach she- that connects to the intestines was closing up, and they needed to put a new hole in the stomach to attach to the intestine. Because, because of how violent she was retching. Because of this, quote-unquote, liver medicine. Number 50. Number 50. What the fuck was in it? Um, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to tell me right now if you don't want to. But Well, I thought I wrote it down. But a lot of these things was just various poisons. Yeah, arsenic. Jesus Christ! You know, it, whatever you can find. Maybe it's maybe it's radioactive. Maybe it's uh, right, yeah, maybe yeah. it's rat poison. Yeah. Good God Almighty! Yeah. You have a hundred of these. You can't do the same thing in everyone. But you, you know, but, you know, different. Yeah. Here's calcium dilution. and rat poison. Right. This one's right, phosphate right. and rat poison. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. This one's just water. Wow. You got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Which you were dehydrated anyway, so <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> right. Now, uh, for, amazingly, like, the kind of the brilliance of Brinkley was that all sales were not final. You could get your money back. Huh. But... Well, most people didn't, because either they were in too much pain or they were embarrassed about it. Sure. Why weren't all sales final? Because if you... It's a better sale. What happens is, out of five people, one person gets their money back, but you get four new customers. 
because, right, because nobody ever writes. You're so honest. Yeah. Nobody what? ever goes, uh, money back guarantee. Nobody ever does it. Or like, you know, oh, uh, fucking send in the voucher to, you know, whatever. You never send in the voucher. Yeah. Nobody ever takes the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good, John Brinkley, you fucking bitch. You bulldog <laughs> bitch. Very good. So just the Brinkley Pharmaceutical Association uh, is making about $75 a day. It's about a, a $1,000 today. Uh, and then you add that to what Brinkley himself was making, and he was making about $7.5 uh, Today, he was making about $7.5 million a year just on these prescriptions. Wow. Not the radio, not, not the, the ra- yep. surgeries, just on drug just dealing. Just on drug dealing. And now how are the surgeries going? Are the surgeries still flying oh, John. Along? Oh, man. So many happy patients. No, really? Is there? Well, yeah. They now stop. He's not. He, 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 every, he still he, got those big facilities you talked about in the first oh, episode. Oh, he has this giant. Like, he has this giant hospital in Milford. He has these people watching all these movies. They're milling about. They're yeah. coming in. Milford is is one of the hottest places in. Yeah. Uh, he's got a, a, a five thousand watt radio station covering about two or three states at least. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Everybody's rock climbing. And and there are satisfied goat nut customers. The beauty of placebo effect. And and and, 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 and you are you are you are you committing to that? That is. It, oh yes, absolutely. There's no there is no legitimate science to. Now now my question is, and perhaps you're going to get to this later. Was he actually putting goat nuts in men's nuts? Or, or, you, stay tuned. Okay. Okay. So, I ha- I have to remind you. This is in the middle of the Great Depression. Now you don't understand. This is, <laughs> you have to now understand. You imagine goats are a commodity. This is in the middle of the Depression. Yeah. He's making money. All over the place Hand in over the depression. Sack. Hand over hoof. DDA. <laughs> it's nineteen twenty nine and he's making bank and all of his corporations are going, wait a minute. How the fuck is he doing it? Right. So they start copying him. They change their advertising to to do what he does. They start changing their integration <laughs> Peg to balls. To... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lilacs in the stream. You ever suck the pig's corkscrew cock? They come for 30 minutes. Did you know that? Every conceivable animal. Every conceivable sperm. Pigs do have 30-minute orgasms. That's great. Why wasn't he implanting pig dicks into men? He didn't need to. Hey, copyright 2019. <laughs> pig cock transplantation mm-hmm. for longer orgasms. Yeah, copyright uh, 2019. John <laughs> Fahey, uh, pig orgasm. <laughs> Dude, what? I just said that. No, just the orgasm. You can have the cock. Oh, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> cops hate this guy. <laughs> Pigs hate this guy. I get it. I just got it. God damn it. So, but also what happens is because he's getting so big, he's getting more patients. All of a sudden, doctors are noticing more people are, are they have to go treat more people who have these terrible ailments. They also notice they're losing patients that they used to get. And now they're also losing money to this guy. So doctors, they appeal to the AMA and Morris Fishbein. Doctors do hate this guy. Doctors do hate this guy. <laughs> That's because there's one simple trick. (laughs) (laughs) And wow, they wow. I mean, the other doctors are getting. You won't last five minutes listening to this podcast. (laughs) So (laughs) that's my favorite ad. It's like I dare you not to nut in under five minutes. Yeah, you. Bitch. <laughs> like, no, it's cool. I'm looking at porn, actually, so thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you jerking off alone again? Oh, for a long time. <laughs> no, I'm with my boy. 
<laughs> we not together. Puppy <laughs> boy. So uh, Morris Fishbein, he contacts the UK. He make, he gets them to revoke Brinkley's license there. Then he goes to all. He those... had a license in the UK. I thought they kicked him out. No, no, they didn't give him an honorary degree, but he had oh, a license. Yeah, got it. And then Fishbein goes to all the states that had reciprocity. And he gets them to take away Brinkley's license in those states. So now, Good man. Yeah. Uh, but 1930, Radio Digest crowns KF- KB the most popular radio station in the country. Jesus. Uh, he had four times more votes than the second place radio station WDAF, the station owned by the Kansas City Star newspaper. Really? Wow. So what is Kansas City Star doing? They go after Brinkley. Of course. And right. Fishbein writes the first article for them. And over six months, they publish 50 articles about Brinkley. So it's, it's the radio slash newspaper war on Brinkley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Brinkley, nice. Brinkley doesn't mind because he uses this attack to increase his uh, newsletter subscriptions. He, keeps, right, he sends out more letters. No is bad publicity. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the governor's son-in-law was his attorney, and the oh. attorney general's brother-in-law was the head of uh, the Brinkley Association of Druggists. Wow. So he had his talents everywhere. Yeah. Now, the Kansas City Star, they, uh, they're a newspaper, so they, they did what a newspaper, I guess, would sometimes do. But they were also a, a pretty, they had a pretty interesting idea about this. First, they combed the state with, an, uh, they interviewed everybody they could find who had any interaction, whether employees, whether they're patients. Uh, they looked through the death records. Apparently, Brinkley had signed 43 death records of people who died in the hospital. Uh-huh. Wow. But never then, mind. Never mind the people On who died. Doorsteps. So then they, then they would interview all the people who, and so the stories come out. The, um, there's this one guy that says, uh, uh, he, he showed up. He was like, I don't know if I really want this. Uh, and and he, he meets this first doctor who's just like the, this guy who works for Brinkley. The guy takes his scalpel and just slices his arm, his forearm. And then blood comes out. He goes, oh, you're bleeding a lot. I think you got something bad. Oh, my God. And the guy's like, I don't know. He, go, he goes back to his room, and he still hasn't signed his paper to get the surgery. <laughs> In the middle of the night, he hears these people screaming and the lights are, like, flickering on and off. Oh, my God. And he wakes up, and he looks up, and he sees Minnie holding a clipboard going, you still haven't signed your paper. Whoa. Nightmare. And he says, I wouldn't have signed, but I was scared to death. Wow. They find another story of a guy. This family, their their sister went there, and the, this brother showed up and he's like, I don't, I don't think she should get this. Brinkley pulls a gun on him and says, she's going to get this. <laughs> and so the next day, him and his other brother show up with two guns. And Brinkley's like, oh, fuck. And so they take her out of there. Two guns is two, hard yeah, to yeah, be. You, you P- got pincer yep. movement. Yeah. yeah. But this is so in the first article for the DVD AR 15. The first article for the Kansas City Star is written by Morris Fishbein, and he writes this In a few spots over the United States, in a few spots over the United States, local, local stations continue to pour filth and falsehood. In the obscure village of Milford, a blatant quack, one John R. Brinkley, whose professional record reeks with charlatanism of the crudest type, has for some years been demonstrating commercial po- possibilities of goat gland grafting for alleged sexual rejuvenation. Brinkley's educational history is as shady as, as, as his professional record. Pretty good. Pretty good shit talking there. So, uh, remember, uh, we, we talked- It reeks of charlatanism, charlatanism and goat nuts. Yeah. So, remember the first episode we talked about uh, newspapers a little bit. So, Kansas City Star publishes 50 articles, all of them above the fold. 
Yes. Ah, because nobody flips, nobody flips it over. And they do two things. They do very interesting. I don't know if this has ever happened before in quoted newspapers, but they, 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 they had a campaign of two phases. First, they generated news themselves. They went and interviewed people, told the stories of people, and, and, and told about Brinkley's false uh, phony qualifications. And then once that get, started getting traction, agencies caught up to it and started cracking down on Brinkley. Then they used the crackdown to report about how Brinkley was being cracked down upon, and the agencies were quoting the newspaper to the newspaper, right. and the newspaper it was a feedback loop that they were using their own words to prove that they uh, were right. So they I know were, it's like they're, they're, it, they're shitty too. Yeah, everybody's a charlatan. Everybody's it, it's so bad. It's like it's like okay, this guy has the number one radio station. Yeah, you know, fucking newsprint killed the radio star. You know, like we <laughs> want to fucking. We want to take down this motherfucker just because he's beating us in ratings. Mm-hmm. It is one of those things where you're so like, so let's go after. But every, him every everything is fake news. Yeah, well, yes. not a single person. Yeah, is out for the self interest of, of of the public. Right. No. Nobody, nobody's in. Nobody's nobody in serves the realm. No, and no. the one guy that does doesn't even have nuts that you could graft goat well, balls into. What do you think he's doing serving the realm for? <laughs> if he had some delicious balls, you think he'd be uh, fucking... Yeah, fuck poor Ferris. God. Poor Ferris. We oh. should all aspire to be eunuchs, honestly. That's honestly the truth. I mean, this... <laughs> This show is evidence. <laughs> yeah, there's not, a, there's not a nut in here. Yeah, these balls ain't going nowhere good. Nope. You can drink all the nut you want. You're not going to grow a pair. <laughs> so, uh, in, in order to combat this, uh, Brinkley hires Pinkerton detectives. Oh no! To find his disgruntled patients, but he has them pay him pay them off instead of just beating them. Oh, oh so I guess that's good. Nice. But they still have to Couldn't lie. Beat them off? Yeah. No, they're not because their balls are fucked up. Oh. Uh, and then, he, and then partic- in anticipating a future uh, uh, showdown, he has the detectives dig up dirt on the members of the Kansas Medical Board. Then the Federal Radio Commission gets involved because Medical Question Box was what they defined as point-to-point communication and not broadcasting. Ah, so interstate. Yes. So now all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's a federal pincer movement. Right. So then <laughs> they have a hearing about his radio license. And their whole thing is like, okay, you know, they bring in all of these people. Both sides bring in all of these people. He's bad. He's good. He's bad. Brinkley brings in this old man who's like, I'll jump over a table to prove it worked. And then they're like, oops, his balls (laughs) fall out. And then they go, it's the medical question box. So Brinkley, he doesn't take the stand. But when they say that, he stands up in the middle of the room and he says, if that's it, then I'll just not do that. Just immediately giving up this cash cow he has. Right. And he, he he almost wins. He loses three to two, and they take away his radio license. Damn. And it was said, and, and part of the reason was because it said he used words like erection and climax in his radio. Climax. Yeah. God damn. Then six. six what w- if it's just the, the erection of a radio station <laughs> yeah, and the, the climax of, of a the good story? story. <laughs> you should have said nutting like our program. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hard mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. boner, yeah. stiffy, woody, <laughs> workable, softy. Mm. Well, maybe you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Six weeks later. Softy is unworkable. Try your hardest. Go it's ahead. a mess. Awesome. Try your hardest. You familiar with Play-Doh? <laughs> <laughs> My balls are Socrates. <laughs> Not the philosopher of the childhood toy. What's the difference? <laughs> Not that I'm saying my cock is a childhood toy. But I am saying that Socrates. <laughs> Plato played with children. <laughs> <laughs> Works both ways. 
six weeks later, the Kansas Medical Board, uh, Medical Board of Examiners, Board of Medical Examiners holds a hearing to discuss revoking his medical license in Kansas. Oh no! Yes. During the hearing, patients tell their stories. Uh, one of them tells the story of after their uh, a surgery, they wrote a, length, read a letter to Brinkley complaining about it. And Brinkley wrote back, and his letter opened with him describing a hunting trip he had just been on. And then it ended with him writing, your condition is your own fault. Wishing you a Merry Christmas. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Sounds like one of his radio plays. The lilacs in the grass were blowing amongst the trees. I told him to goat sack up. And get on with his life. God gave you cancer because he hates you. <laughs> Good tidings. <laughs> and a happy new year. Uh, so then they told a story about the guy with the, the the guy with the gun. He got his sister out. They told a couple other stories. Brinkley, he always seemed to get really bad lawyers. His lawyers just spent the whole time arguing with the experts who are like, one of the experts says, like uh, the operation is so silly to be ridiculous. Another said it would have no effect unless, unless uh, it introduced infection. That would be the only effect of the surgery. Brink Smart Brink people. Brinkley's lawyers responded. His lawyer said to this guy, well, I wouldn't pay you money for advice at any time. And the doctor said to him, well, I might have the same opinion of you as a lawyer. <laughs> good old law joke. Good old ah, courtroom jokes. Yeah. Stick to whatever. Uh, so Brinkley takes the stand at the end of it and he says, well, you know, all fair is fair. Why don't you guys come down and uh, watch the operation? Yeah, I'll give you one on the house. Yeah. And so they do, and they see the hospital. The only hospital they've ever seen where it's like plush seats, nice oh, rooms. Yeah. Oh, you got to sit down. Everybody's actually. living this luxury. so bad. Everyone's yeah. chopped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they go in. They watch his surgery. It takes about, usually he says it takes 15 minutes. This time it took about an hour. We wanted to put on a show. Yeah. Mm. Uh, two days later, they'd take away his license. <sighs> After they saw it? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Jesus. Dude, have you ever it. seen somebody's nuts incised? <laughs> I have. Have I? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I've dreamt. <laughs> so now Brinkley doesn't have a radio station, and he, does, he doesn't have a radio license, he doesn't have a medical license. So what does he do? Hold he, on, hold on. Let me think. Uh-huh. No radio station, no medical license. Uh-huh. Can he sell the drugs? He can't sell the drugs, I guess. He can't. Right? He can't, he can't uh, broadcast uh, medical. Um, uh, uh, fuck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He runs for governor. That's it. Oh, that's right. And it was the biggest camp campaign Kansas had ever seen. No one had ever run for office like this. He flies county to county in a plane. And this is 1920. This is 1930. <gasps> Ooh, right around Wizard of Oz. He has a plane he calls the Romancer. And he flies town to town. You better town believe it. it. You better fucking believe it. He'll he's got a plane. He's got a plane. Jesus. He does not fly. He's in the backseat, but he has a guy fly him. Of county course, to county. you fly yourself. He, he lands in counties. He throws parties with all the famous musicians from his radio shows. He's doing his Quaker medicine. The saw guys yeah. and coach. Oh, yeah. He's doing Quaker medicine, but for governor. <laughs> he's sawing up circumstances. <laughs> we got the Prince of Siam back here. <laughs> now, they haven't taken away his radio station. He doesn't have a license, but he's still broadcasting. So what he does, he starts politicking on the radio. He uh, To reach immigrants, he brings in Spanish and German speakers to Whoa. stump for him. He promises a lake in every county. <laughs> I what? Well, you can go fishing. It's very nice. <laughs> I promise a lake? A lake in every county. A lake in every... <laughs> a, a, a chicken in every pot, <laughs> two cars in every garage, uh -huh. and a lake. 
It's not a, it's every really, county. It's really not a bad promise. It's more of a pond. As politicians go, yeah, well, pond bad. is good pond. for you. <laughs> I'd be pissed, but it's still a body of water. He promises, He says uh, free textbooks for public school children, increased educational opportunities for blacks, old age pensions. I think that's where he lost a lot of people. Maybe. Old age pensions, though. That uh, no, and then like he, he's having fun with it though. A newspaper man attacks his candidacy, so Brinkley mails the guy a goat. Wait, 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 wait. A newspaper man attacks him, so he mails the guy a goat. Oh, a newspaper man attacks Brinkley. Uh, Brinkley's via candidacy. text in the newspaper yeah. says Brinkley's a cuck, bitch, whatever, incel. <laughs> and then Brinkley mails him a goat, yeah. like right. the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is you know also the human form or or earthly form of the devil. So he can visit Baphomet. Yeah, he can visit sure. multiple punishments upon his enemies. That's a sevenfold through the form of the goat. Of course, of is course. merciless. A scapegoat, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, he probably just uh, like jackal would be. The goat probably just like you know hoofed himself off in front of the dude for several days <laughs> until the guy I was love, like, I gotta get these goats. Love a good hoof job. <laughs> oh, forget it. <laughs> guy like you. Oh fuck. With dude. that coarse foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's scaled like a fucking what do you a gila monster yeah a gila monster I got a gila monster's foreskin so I, the horses I, are hung like you yeah. <laughs> uh, so he Brinkley does something almost unimaginable he gets both parties to unite against him he's Whoa. a scapegoat <laughs> Inconceivable. Every conceivable party. Three days before the election, both parties pass a law. Three days before the election, mm-hmm. that they pass a law, election law, that saying that a write-in Brinkley was a write-in candidate, and they pass a law saying that a write-in candidate has to have his name spelled exactly correct, or the vote uh. won't count. Oh, so that. Totally kills all the immigrants he was trying mm-hmm. to get, and the, they and can't the illiterate, and yeah. yeah, they're they're also just terrified of this guy. I think as as the the power of the charlatan, the, mm-hmm. the Donald the Donald Trump power. Mm-hmm. Honestly, absolutely. It is like if if you know if if the biggest liar gets a, a step up, yeah. He'll be unstoppable. Well, this is why the forefathers of our country created a republic, right? right. Is because of the tyranny of the masses. Mm-hmm. Because of, well, this is what happens when you have a large uneducated population. All right. Is that it's possible that they have too much power. That's spoiler alert to the end of Game of Thrones when Samuel Tarly mm-hmm. says, well, why did we let everyone have a chance? And they just fucking laugh in his fat face. <laughs> oh, why didn't I give my horse a vote too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, and there is in, in, in that time a certain wisdom to it is that maybe we don't want everybody yes. to, uh, have a say. Right. <laughs> certainly not the people we're subjugating. Oh, f- certainly not them. Not no, them. No, no, no. If we could implant goat nuts in their larynx, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. Also, probably all. all these guys are going against Brinkley after they've had their successful goat nut <laughs> surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank God. Yeah. I close the door behind me. <laughs> you think I want every dude? It's not that valuable if everybody has it. You know, know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so, so Brinkley loses. He loses by 28,000 votes. Uh, but the uh, Des Moines uh, Register out of Iowa estimates that he lost because of this rule. He lost between thirty and fifty thousand votes, and would have won. Wow! The second place candidate loses by only two hundred fifty-one votes, 
but does not ask for a recount because he does not want all the votes to be counted. Oh, nice. Because Brinkley's too dangerous. Uh-huh. I mean, it, a, lot, a, a lot of election politics just does does just come down to name recognition. Uh-huh. Yeah? yeah. As evidenced by... Like Joe Biden's... In the I've heard of, of this guy. Yeah. Yeah? Name. Right. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the guy that put me to bed every night? You mean the guy that read me that beautiful ASMR story where I fell asleep over the AM radio that sounded like a ghost talking through a bed sheet? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We hear ghosts. And he also talked about erections. And Richard, climaxes. Richard. Yeah. yeah, climaxes. So, I mean, uh, this one's going to go even longer because it should end here. Oh, there's more. It does not end here. Oh, my God. He doesn't have a radio station. So this is not the climax. No. He can't practice medicine. He can't do anything. But do you remember when I was talking about when he was in the Army and he was traveling to El Paso and he stopped that guy, gave him beer in this place called Del Rio? Yeah. Well, I don't, but yeah. He starts, Brinkley starts putting out feelers and he gets this letter from the Del Rio Chamber of Commerce that says, hey, we talked with the Mexican town across the, co- the, the border. They seem like they're open to an idea. Brinkley goes down to Del Rio, takes a look. No, the city was desolate. There was nothing happening there. Mm-hmm. Across the border was this place called Villa Asuna. And Via Asuna? Asuna. Did I say that right? A C U N A? Acuna. Fuck. <laughs> that was it. Uh, for $350,000, he buys 10 acres in Via Acuna. He sets up two 350 foot radio towers called Border Blasters. Oh, so he broadcasts to the United States from across the border? He, initially, he gets 50 watts, 10 times what he had in Kansas. Wow. He takes a tour of the site. He's told he needs custom-designed transmitter tubes. He takes out his billfold. He peels off $36,000 bills, hands it to the man. Those that are created, XER is created, the radio station that would change music in America. What? So what he would do is he would broadcast in Del Rio or Milford using an American phone line, send his voice to the Mexican transmitter, and it wasn't against the law because no one had ever done it before. Of course. It's brilliant. He did pirate radio on land. <laughs> yeah. There's no law for it. No. There's no law for it. I it's never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's lawless. Yeah, what are you talking it's about? It's Lucy Lawless. Yeah. Cena, warrior princess. And you men, you're holding back. Many of you right now listening to me on these morning and evening broadcasts. And you know you're sick. You know you're prostate infected and diseased. And you know that unless some relief comes to you, that you're going to be in the undertaker's parlor on the old cold slab being embalmed for a funeral. Well, why do you hold back? Why do you twist around the old couple bar? Why do you lay longer and take chances when I'm offering you these low rates, this easy work, this lifetime guarantee of service plan? Come at once to the Brinkley Hospital, Little Rock, Arkansas, before it's everlastingly too late. So now it's 1932. He triples his wattage to 150,000. Now he's getting 27,000 letters a week. Good Christ almighty. What are they writing? They're they're writing about how much they love him. I love you. August 1932, he bumps it to 500,000 watts. Then 1 million watts. It's the most powerful radio station in the entire world. Oh, my God. And it's in Mexico? When, When it was running... 
If you were near, your hair would stand on end. It would turn on car headlights. It would make your bed springs hum. <gasps> Every state could hear it, and 15 foreign countries as well. Sometimes it would even block out the biggest stations in your city. That you, is fucking amazing. Instead of hearing Amos and Andy, you're hearing a guy talk about goat balls. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you're going to climax so hard. Oh. On clear nights, it would hit Alaska and Finland, and Russians used it to learn English. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> yeah. Is that, that is, is that how they came up with their backwards customs? <laughs> Listen, I tell you, I the Americans—they're cutting. They're balls. savages. We must defeat them at all costs. <laughs> they are turning goats <laughs> into people. They have towers <laughs> turn on headlights. Hair is standing on end. Human-goat hybrids. Yeah. We must defeat them. The radio is on, even if it's not on. <laughs> you would be, people would be talking on the phone, and in the middle of the conversation, Brinkley would come in. Oh, yeah, line. yeah, he'd swim in with his goat sperm. <laughs> yeah. Did you say goat balls? Yeah. Here I go again, talking about the rainbows of my youth, the ox of jism. Here I go, here I go, here, here I, I go, go again. again. Girls, what's my weakness? Goat balls. <laughs> but with when this... you're at home filling up your diaper with ropes of jizz, <laughs> please remember it was my goat testicles that led... To your ecstasy. Yes. <laughs> Nostrovia. Yeah. <laughs> Nostrovia. <laughs> but it wasn't just medicine. What he brought, because of his place in Texas, <laughs> he created a thing called Hillbilly Hollywood. He brought Gene Autry, Jimmy Rogers, Cowboy Slim Reinhardt, the Pickard family, oh my to the radio, and they were heard all over the world. And they were f literally phoning it in. No, to, to they would they would perform and they would go to the station in Mexico and perform. Oh, yeah. they wouldn't even phone it in. They'd no, go to Mexico. They would go to the station and perform. He couldn't. Right. He could, well, <laughs> he, he, could. he could. He just didn't want to. He well, just figured, he he, just, he would just sit above. It was he would sit above a J C Penny. Yeah. And no, talk into a, a, a J C Penny in Del Rio and talk into a phone and broadcast. Why all would the, he sit above? Because he didn't have a house there yet. It was just it was just the only place he could do. There wasn't a lot going on there. <laughs> That's an important <laughs> dumb fact. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm gonna go down to the JC Pennies and make a few phone calls if you don't mind. Nah, I'll be on the roof. What? <laughs> JC Penny? Men's apartment? <laughs> Boys. <laughs> Goats. Goats. So, uh, 32, uh, two years, two years after the first time he ran for governor, he runs for governor again. It's 1932. Yeah. This time, along with planes and the Quaker shows, he brings a new idea. He puts a loudspeaker on a truck. He writes the words, ammunition train number one, and he would drive it around and give speeches out of the back of the truck. The truck had a, it would fold down and create a stage. Huh. He could go to any town, yeah. give a speech, and it would be so loud, people would just be like, what the fuck is, the they would, fuck is they would come out. On? The first, it was the first time a sound truck had ever been used in American politics, or oh any God. politics, probably. And he, he, the entire time he was talking about it, he was... Uh, you know, his Christ complex. He was talking, he was going to get assassinated. He had a son in 27. His son was five now. He was like, people are going to steal my son. He started wearing a bulletproof vest. Cool. Styled after Al Capone. Whoa. That's actually pretty cool. That's dope. He wished they'd steal this kid because he wished he had a Lindbergh baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time he lost by 30,000 votes. And 
They counted them all. Because he, he just had vague promises, and people were like, I don't know. He's, right. he's not even. So what he did, when he lost, he took everything he owned in Milford, took it out, and then had a wrecking ball destroy all of the buildings. Oh, so what? all he left Fucking in Milford. Sour he, all he left in Milford was debris, ashes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the seed of a new goat populace. <laughs> yes, yes, a later. powerful take, goat populace. Take over he the world. Left, uh, the in, plateau uh, of Dr. Moreau. Oh yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> ah, we want votes and equal rights. It also leave you know the beginnings of the dominant race in the 41st century. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Eons from now, cloven hoof pens will write and they'll scribe the origins of our species. The great, the great scapegoat, yeah. <laughs> the great sack up. That's so stupid, John. It's very dumb, and I said it, and I'm not sorry. Copyright that shit. <laughs> Say it now. He goes back to Del Rio. He builds a hospital there. He employs uh, most of the people he knew he had in Kansas. But he started in Del Rio. He's bringing twenty thousand dollars a week in payroll. It's about twenty million dollars annually to the city, just in the people he's employing. So that's blowing the what making a me kind barren. of barren. Yeah. Uh, he he decided he wanted to sleep in on mornings, so he took he remembered his sound car idea. So what he did is he started. Uh, he would mix live recordings with recordings that he made and had etched into sixteen-inch discs. They were chiseled in with this thing called the Presto Transmission Cutter. It was the first ever pre-recorded commercials and pre-recorded radio. And these were on those, like, heavy-duty, yeah. like, what were those plates called? Uh, they were, they were, uh, it was they before were, vinyl. They no, were, they, were, they were, like, ceramic, Ceramic, right? yeah. yeah. It was, like, yeah. Uh, the 78s, the same material? Yeah. Something like that. It was 16 inches. So they were yeah. doing commercials on fucking engraved ceramic shit? He would pre-record his commercials. So Amazing. Amazing. It was a boon for advertising. No one had ever even yeah. thought about this before. In the 41st century, they will find these discs and they will be relics and they will be hallowed and stored in vacuum tubes and worshipped upon. The mode of currency will be cans to chew upon. <laughs> Tiny testicles and little glass vials will be worn around necks and remembrances. Everybody's cock will be chafed from the hoofing. The Prince of Siam's my mummified foreskin <laughs> will be enshrined in the 5,000-watt tower of a Via Cuna. In, in order to stop him and his, and his phoning in, uh, Congress packs, passes in 1932 the Brinkley Act to stop <gasps> phone transmissions. And so what he does... He just records all of his radio onto the discs and ships them to Mexico and then plays them and nothing stops. Yeah. He's always one step ahead. This guy's pretty crafty. Uh, Then all because of his station, all of these other border stations popped up. Uh, XELO had Woody Guthrie in 37. Wow. Hey, shut up. But uh, if Brinkley couldn't get a popular musician, he would just fake it. He would have someone go on his radio station Saying their name and sing a song, but everybody listened to XERA. It was called XERA by then. Chet Atkins was listening. Waylon Jennings was listening. Johnny Cash was listening, probably to XERA when he heard a voice that he would fall in love with for the rest of his life, because Brinkley found a country family whose records weren't selling in the in the depression, and for two shows a day for six months, seventy five dollars for each performer and six months vacation, he got the original Carter family on the radio. God damn it! And they. Became, they did change. They weren't regional stars anymore. Yeah, now they were worldwide. Insanity. Wow! Wow! 
I thought you were gonna say Johnny Cash tunes are in, in her Johnny Cash on the radio. <laughs> well, some guy, some guy's like, like, well, we couldn't get Cash, so we got a uh, Sonny Gash. <laughs> What'd you say, dude? And Sonny Gash obviously became much more famous than Johnny Cash. Sonny Gash, Sonny Gash, pornographer, pornographer, Sonny Gash. Yeah, male, female, <laughs> trans, <laughs> non-binary, but. Two goat nuts. <laughs> and two goat over uh, Absolutely. I mean, this guy climaxed. Oh. <laughs> this <laughs> Zim. Zer. Whatever it is. I like goat. But also. It was nice. the goat. Of nice. He was the goat of Const. Yeah. <laughs> Constant. <laughs> Remember Constant Craving? Oh, yeah. Is that Katie Lang? Uh, yeah. Shout out to Katie Lang. I don't know if it's Katie Lang. It might be. I mean, I remember constantly craving goat nut. Yeah, <laughs> your your visage. Uh-huh. <laughs> huh? uh, in '34, the Mexican government uh, cracks down on him. Uh, they have send soldiers and they take over his radio station. What's their problem? Well, I mean, he's just bringing mad it's the, jobs. It's because the U.S. government. Uh, well, one, his station is just blowing through Mexico. Oh, and yeah, two, the annoying. U.S. government... Like, and it's in English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the U.S. government is constantly getting on them to stop it. He had a, His friend was the vice president uh, under Hoover, I think. And then when that guy was out, uh, he lost all of that. Um. But then he's, so he, he's, he stops doing goat glands. He starts working on the prostate. And mm. he, uh, he claims his newest prostate thing is going to make his name stand out in bold relief among the great luminaries of this generation. Uh-huh. And what was his new prostate thing? It was just, what he would do is, uh, let me see if I had it. So it was, a, it was just a vasectomy, and then they would put a squirt of mercurochrome into your... Uh, mercurochrome? Uh-huh. And just, what, it was just a vasectomy and a squirt of... Mercurochrome. Mercurochrome. But what mercurochrome would do is about so for like three or four days you would piss colored urine, and that's how you knew it worked. Oh fuck me, running! Yeah. Yikes! And that's how you know it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now you're fucking pissing, pissing up the wi- fucking pissing Skittles. <laughs> color of the rainbow. Uh, piss the rainbow, bro. <laughs> piss the rainbow. <laughs> it, it was still during the depression, and now he was making twelve. Dude, I think my urine's gay. <laughs> <laughs> during the depression, he was making twelve million dollars a year, which is about two hundred thirty million dollars today. Jesus Christ! In the depression. So, was do we know? Do you have any like cool? This is just like oh yeah 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 things he got yeah cool oh, shit yeah, like yeah. Duesenberg yeah so I, I, I do have to get I'm gonna skip over some things to get to that. No, you don't um, have to skip anything. No, no, no. no. Uh, so he bought he he, he built another uh, in San Juan, uh, Puerto Rico. No, I think Arizona or something. He built uh, Texas, maybe. Uh, he built another hospital there, and he said, uh, "Del Rio for your uh, uh, your your balls." But uh, if you want prostate, San, San Juan work. prostate. Um, and then he has a, a bio commissioned of him, and in the bio he brags that all the people of the Kansas Medical Board who voted against him all died in tragic accidents. Yeah. Wow. The prostates exploded in a rainbow of furious fashion. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now, okay, now we get to the payment. In 34, the Detroit newspaper writes, The loquacious purveyor of goat glands has bought a yacht. In fact, he bought three yachts and named them all after himself. <laughs> you know I'm quite loquacious, yeah. right? 
<laughs> this is uh, uh, the USS Brinkley. And uh, this is this sister ship, the USS Brinkley. Yeah. And over here is a twin triplet sister ship, the USS Brinkley. And that's Brinkley. exactly right. That's very yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, the the armada, as it were, <laughs> of uh, you know, discovery of uh, what makes your prostate twitch like a motherfucker. <laughs> now I've been and if your prostate is twitching, I do have a prescription. <laughs> it's a bottle of Windex inserted in the motherfucker. I call it Formula 69. <laughs> you can find it at your local druggist. <laughs> You're just going to need to boof some uh, uh, Tide Pods, I think. <laughs> Did I say Tide Pods? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in Oxygen. I accidentally discovered time travel while fucking around with some Clorox beach and uh, a little bit of... um, uh, 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 You and Adrenochrome. Yeah, a a little bit of... uh, (laughs) What's the shit you talked about in stand-up all the time? Fabulous. <laughs> Which is funny because this is totally like pushing my bit, but like I need to the Pinta and the Santa Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, and yes, and uh-huh. I talk about this, my dad drink, using yellow Listerine, and I tell him why not just use Fabuloso instead. Come to find out, Listerine was used to mop floors anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. Isn't that exactly right? That's so exactly yeah, a little right, bit yeah. of Fabuloso, Very you boof chill. it, and you know they last a forty-eight hours to scent. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, so, uh, Shout out to Fabuloso, sponsor the podcast. Yeah, come on. Thank you. Uh, the Watermelon cr- flavored now. Si quieres, oh, wow. si quieres pisos limpios, compra Fabuloso. Uh, the crew all wear matching shirts. Uh, Brinkley wears an admiral's uniform when he's on the boat. Good God. They it's le- a trap. <laughs> Every summer they leave the heat and go on. Uh, they travel the world. Uh, this is what Johnny wrote uh, on his school paper. Uh, this was a, from a trip to Devil's Island. He wrote about it. He said... Who's Johnny? He's his son. Sorry, okay. he's his son. A trustee who killed three women showed us the shops where shoes, clothing, and furniture were made. <laughs> were they, were Devil's Island? Yeah, it's Devil's a Island. A trustee <laughs> who killed three women... This is like a seven-year-old like seven, seven show. Showed, showed us where... Continue, please. I'm sorry again. Showed us where sh- where shoes, clothing, and furniture were made. Now, did he kill the shoes woman, the clothing woman, and the furniture woman? <laughs> I think it was a that's how he became sho- a trustee. Were the shoes, clothing made of these women? <laughs> was Ed Gain the trustee? I think it was like the guardian of the soul stone <laughs> yeah. and the guardian of the furniture uh, stone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, that goes, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you want these shoes, you must trade a soul for a soul. <laughs> Then goes on to write, we had coca, nut milk, and pineapple crush. Yeah. Served by the warden at this office. There we saw a monkey hanging by his tail, and upon inquiry, found out the monkey belonged to a criminal who sold it to daddy. The monkey belonged to a criminal. Who sold it to mm-hmm. daddy. Who sold it to daddy. And yeah. the monkey was hanging by its tail, dead? Mm-hmm. No, no, it was, it was oh, alive. Just oh, yeah. chilling. Br- when, when Brinkley... Um, Hanging tough. Did you do anything with the monkey's balls? What, or the, the, the Carter, or one of the Carter family said when they met Brinkley, they met him at his Del Rio mansion, and he came down the stairs with a monkey on his shoulder. Jesus Christ Almighty! God, I was looking for. Yeah, 
Now, monkeys are dope. Yeah. Chimpanzees are savages. Monkeys are cool as fuck. Tiny, that can't do shit. You can break a monkey's neck like that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that era. monkey fucks around, you fucking end it. The chimp will rip your face, dick, and balls off and bite them right sure. in front yeah. of you. Not even put to, it on the other balls to, in pro- to prove a point, you know? Yeah. But a monkey? It's dude. a point of pride with the chimpanzees. Yeah, they got big egos. They mm. have uh, they have balls. Yeah. They do have balls. Probably massive cocks. No, 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 no. no. What? H- humans have, of all the apes, oh. biggest cocks. That's dope. We're no whales, though. That's for sure. No, and unfortunately, yeah. we do not have whale-esque cocks. Hmm. Yet. <laughs> but I think... To my surgery. <laughs> Uh, 41st century. <laughs> when the goat people Here rule. <laughs> when the goat people rule, our cocks will, will be mostly cocked by then. When the hooves have chafed the cocks enough that they're calloused to become massive. We'll mainly be just four legged cocks by then. <laughs> might as well. Years and years of eugenics as the goat people <laughs> rule with their iron hoof. Human beings <laughs> under the ground breeding for <laughs> so the sole purpose of you genocizing off me, you damn dirty goats. <laughs> give me giant cocks or give me death. I'll suck your cocks. All you goats. <laughs> suck our cocks. Suck our cocks. <laughs> <laughs> She any good? <laughs> Bad. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> what am I asking you for? You showed her So uh, they, they take the boat to, to Nassau, uh, where he becomes friends with the Duke of Wiz- uh, Windsor. He even rents the Duke his boat. Uh, he goes to Nova Scotia, where he uh, runs aground, then gets sal- salvaged out, skips out in the bill. Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, just go to turn around. <laughs> but uh, uh, eventually he does. He gets arrested in Halifax. He pays the bill to get out. Then he's in Nova Scotia, and he catches a 788-pound tuna. Which oh, was a world, a world record for tuna in the Western Hemisphere. There's too much tuna there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stupid bitch. <laughs> That's a big tuna. Yeah. Uh, he he get, caught it? He caught it. There's a world record. Did he put nuts in it? <laughs> he he, he squirted out all that caviar and was mouth. Fuck him. Oh, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> Spider caught a tuna. <laughs> Chicken of the sea, they say. Yeah. What? Huh? Uh, he gets back in Del Rio. Now he's in Del. By you know, he's in Del Rio. He has a 16-acre estate. He has a dozen Cadillacs. His driveway is Del Rio's widest boulevard. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, the he, boulevard of broken nuts. <laughs> he lines the, his driveway with imported palm trees, and he has streetlights on it. He has a fountain pool with water li- lilies. He has a greenhouse, an eight thousand bush garden with wandering zoo of geese, peacocks, stolen Galapagos turtles, flam- oh flamingos, God. penguins. 
palm trees and penguins. Yeah, and flamingos. Yeah, the penguins are Together, are not having a good time. Living in harmony, birds everywhere in Texas. And he has his palm trees are all nourished with a bur- with buried four hundred pound blocks of ice. Oh my God, that is brilliant! Yeah, wow. And night his they're nourished with blocks of blocks ice. of ice. Nourished, it's like balls for a palm tree. He ball he ice grafted these palm trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, that might be the most brilliant thing he's ever done. Yeah, I'm in the desert. Mm-hmm. How am I gonna want these fucking palm trees? Yeah. yeah, I know. I'll bury ice underneath. Four hundred pounds worth. Four hundred pounds block of ice. That's how I keep the penguins cold too. <laughs> Penguins, flamingo. Reading off that list sounds like stolen Galapagos yeah, turtles, and Monty hey. Python, and the only yeah, yeah, yeah. and the ground sloths, and the squirrels, and the breakfast cereals, <laughs> orangutans, pomegranates. In the year sixty-two hundred, the goat man would be usurped by the flaming penguins. <laughs> oh, years of <laughs> underground breeding, nourished by ice and po- date palms. Uh, much later, many would say that he would get very angry because he would be trying to pull into the driveway and he would have to wait for a turtle to cross the driveway. Oh, that oh, oh, for the love of a Christ. giant Galapagos, <laughs> Galapagos turtle, nonetheless. Turtle. turtle just looking into the side like. I, I could do this all day. It's so hot out here. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> you bitch. Uh, you bulldog bitch. At, at, at night, his fountains would shoot water 30 feet into the air, and he would have lights uh, shooting, uh, like coloring them. Was it oh, the, the, El- the, the, like the Elton John? Wait, the, what did you say? The Metachrome? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the Mercurichrome. Yeah, yeah, he put some dude's prostate in the fountain and starts <laughs> shooting fucking laser beams out. His living room uh, had chandeliers of Czechoslovakian crystal. Oh, it was 2,400 square feet of treasures. Cathedral-style, state-of-the-art pipe organ rising two stories high. No musicians. He br- uh, uh, Brinkley hired an organist from Groman's the- Chinese Theater in Hollywood to play for him. Whoa. Chinese. Probably. He had, a he, had a, he had a Rosewood piano, once owned by film star Normal Talmadge. 600-year-old tapestry presented to him by the Chinese government. Cases of cut glass crystal with Brinkley etched on in- each piece. Someone walked in and they said... Uh, they said, uh, uh, to, someone wrote to a friend, he's completely lacking in education outside of his own field. I think judging by his ostentation, his absence of good taste. Obviously, he was eaten with vanity, ambition. His only measure of success was in terms of dollars and influence. Yeah, Trumpian. We have to fear these people, but in a sense, I think they are tragic. Aww. Very, very Trumpian. It is. It, Look at all this shit. It she, must be good. She writes, it must be a terrible thing to have to keep telling the world how great you are Ooh. and to want so badly to achieve what is really po- impossible. Absolutely yeah. nailed it on mm-hmm. the head. That's very, very good. That's really good shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Look at these idiots. Couldn't even come without me. <laughs> have you seen my flamingo penguins? <laughs> penguin, 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 penguins? Penguin bows. Yeah. Flamingoans? Flamingoans. Have you seen my flamingoans? <laughs> Come. Join me. Won't you? In the 61st century, they will dominate. You'll see. Even usurping my goat men. You'll, you'll all see. 
<laughs> but so uh, I intend to live forever, you know. <laughs> in the sixteenth century, they'll forge a peace with the remaining goat men and create the mass race. And I will lead them all. What with my Galapagos turtle prostate, sustained, <laughs> nourishing me as if it were a four hundred pound block of ice, and I the palm tree. And I will be unfrozen from said block of ice with Walt Disney and carry out an era of. Misplaced anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> if not for that damned Captain America. <laughs> that is totally insane. Yep. Can you Ma- believe that, you've never heard of that before? Th- yeah. Th- th- this this match is still there. What? It's a historical landmark in Texas. Matt, this is, uh, once again, you have brought a quintessential profile to the yes. show. This is... Canon. Mm-hmm. This is so outlandish. Yeah, I cannot believe I have not heard I of know. this quack. There was a Bond villain who lived on our soil less than a hundred years ago, and yeah. none of no one, none of, no one's ever fucking heard of him. I mean, true, true. And he came I mean, dangerously close to to, to gr- being a to great a power. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. where would he have stopped? Yeah. What would he have done if if the legislature of Kansas was like, you shouldn't do this? Fucking put palm trees on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Nourished by the cheese in it. Yeah. Yeah. Giant flamingos. Maintained. Irrigated by the penguins. Mm -hmm. Irrigated by the rainbow urine of the mercurochrome prostate man. Of course. Yeah. We I'm pissing <laughs> you. <laughs> you are born of our Asgardian piss. <laughs> it's the rainbow piss. <laughs> Absolute delirium. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but in Christmas, him and Minnie are still giving out frozen turkeys and you shit. Know, food to all the poor. Of course. Great. So, well, yeah, uh, he needs people to vote for him. Yeah. Dumb uh, people. We're. we're, we're April th- 1937, he throws himself... We're, we're getting... We're, we're climbing to the end. Are we climaxing? <laughs> climaxing. Huh? 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 Wow. Your, your eyes aren't back in the head yet. You're still I'm not climbing. Warging, I'm not yet. warging into a flamingo yet. <laughs> April 1937, he throws himself a going-away party. He has stunt pilots, high school girls dressed as geishas. It's attended... <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. High school girls dressed as geishas? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to like flamingo parties. Mm-hmm. It's attended by 1,400 people. Ends with an insane firework display. <laughs> Of like the fireworks are making dogs, cats, soldiers on horseback with what? fire. What? Yeah. So the party started with fourteen hundred people, ended with three. <laughs> I have a lot of Chinese backers. <laughs> and the firework display ends with the words "Bon voyage, Doctor, Mrs. Brinkley, and Johnny." Aww. And then they toast champagne, and everybody drinks, and they all die because he poisoned it. Yeah, <laughs> die, die with dignity. Stop complaining. Whatever Jones said. <laughs> So, uh, him and his family, they get aboard the Queen Mary, they do a 10-week tour of Europe, and uh, there he's like, wow, you know, these Nazis, they've got some um, interesting ideas about how to get people... Uh, to follow them. Oh, and their surgery techniques are out of this world. And it should be mentioned that when he gets home, he changes the tiling around his pool to have swastikas. No. Uh, yes. But be- Nazi swastikas are like original Hindu. Yeah, no, he's totally Buddhist. <laughs> yeah. But Nazi be- swastikas be- before he gets home, 
he has to switch ships from the Queen Mary, and he gets on this boat called the Normandy. And by a wonderful twist of fate, Morris Fishbein's family is on their way back from Europe. On the Normandy. On the Normandy. And uh, the tutor, uh, Johnny's tutor, little Johnny's tutor was traveling with the family, and he falls head over heels for this young woman, and Johnny becomes best friends with this little kid. Right. And Johnny says to the kid, he says, oh, the kid says, oh, my dad's a doctor. And Johnny says, oh, my dad's a doctor too, but doctors don't like him. Uh-oh. Doctors hate doctors. <laughs> doctors, doctors hate doctors this guy. Hate my dad. Yeah. And then the tutor, he's talking to this this girl he's in love with, and, and she's like, who do you work for? And he's like, oh, this guy Brinkley. And then she never talks to him again. Wow. And Brinkley hears that, that Fishbein, his nemesis, is on the boat. Fishbein! And so one day, he goes out onto the... Uh, uh, what, what the, the, deck. the deck and Fishbine is sunning himself and Brinkley walks up and Fishbine and looks over and he's like fuck Brinkley's coming Fishbine closes his eyes and Br- Brinkley gets within five feet Fishbine pretends he's not there Brinkley walks closer gets within two feet <gasps> and stands there for what must have been like two minutes doesn't say anything and walks away he had a chance to confront his nemesis. Yeah, well, he's a coward, and he's probably afraid of touching Jews or something. <laughs> oh, I don't want to... Oh, I've touched so many goat balls, but Jews scare me. Um, and the Nazis, I got swastikas, they won't let me do it. <laughs> fucking goat nut coward. <laughs> Fuck him. Right on. (laughs) I'm going out on a limb and saying this guy's a scumbag. Sorry. Uh, You're not not wrong. You're not wrong. Fishbone did a baller ass move there. I don't even. I'm I'm fucking. I'm sunning. Is there shade somewhere? I'm drinking my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. I'm cruising this ship. I don't care. So for Fishbine, this moment is like... Cowards. <laughs> nah, whatever. There's something about this moment that when Fishbine gets back, he's like, I, I gotta, I gotta, it is I like gotta a stop. two-week trip I gotta back. stop this, yeah. <clears throat> but Brinkley gets back, and when he comes back to Del Rio, he finds that there's another quack doctor in town with a hospital. <gasps> and he's like, guys, Del Rio, this is my thing. And Del- I'm the only <laughs> quack in Del Rio. Yeah. And Del Rio's like, uh, you know what, come on. Come on, you've been gone. Yeah. We like other fake shit. This guy's got new stories. So he asked him to shut it down. They don't shut the guy down. So Del Rio b- builds This guy's a- breeding ostriches and <laughs> yeah, pigeons. Ostriches? Yeah. Yeah. So Del Rio builds another hospital in Little Rock, uh, and he's, that becomes his thing. Uh, but right after, right after he opens it, Fishbine publishes an article called... It's a two-part article that runs in national new, all over national newsstands. It's called Modern Medical Charlatans. Uh-oh. And this isn't a, a new thing. He's done this about for about Brinkley three, four, or five right. times now. Right. Yeah. But he wants to make it national because he has an idea. He thinks he can set a trap for Brinkley. And so for two months, nothing happens. And then Brinkley walks right into the trap, and he sues Fishbein for libel and $250,000 in damages, which is about $4.3 million today. He sues Fishbein for libel. So what happens... They gotta they have go a trial. To, they gotta go to trial, and then you you gotta prove that yeah. he's lying. Show yeah. me, show me the goat nuts. Yeah. And so they go to trial, and the trial is in Del Rio. And there's a story of like Fishbine. He's eat, he's at a hotel, and he's like eating grapefruit, and the woman who's like, she's like, you like that grapefruit? 
They came from Brinkley's grapefruit tree. Whoa. <laughs> he's like, all right, I guess I'll bring my own food from now on. Because <laughs> Brinkley owned the hotel and the grapefruit trees. He... And it's also interesting, you're also not supposed to eat uh, grapefruit with certain medications. <laughs> but like... Uh... A, a variety of medications are contraindicated with grapefruit. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely not Brinkley's. No, 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 half of them are all just grapefruit and piss. <laughs> 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 Nails. Yeah. Tax. <laughs> so what are that stuff that one guy ate? Rat poison and yeah. carpet tax? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Ooh, here I go again. I'm so hungry, hungry hippos. It's crunchy. <laughs> Why would you add peanuts this time? <laughs> So uh, the, so the, it goes back and forth. The prosecution brings out all these employees who work for Brinkley, and they're like, God. oh, no, you, you know, I didn't notice anything. Everything is on the up and up. So then the defense brings out Fishbein, and he's like, yeah, you know, the AAMA oh, tested one 10. of his. They tested his Formula 1020, and they discovered that it had uh, uh, one drop of indigo to 100,000 parts water, and uh, it's about what you get by throwing a bottle of blue into into Lake Michigan. Right. It was just It was just... Garbage. Yeah, and he's like, okay, so you know that's here. That, that's my evidence. Uh, but after every day, Brinkley would go back to now he's back above the J.C. Penny because because he didn't have a border radio anymore. And <laughs> so every, weird. every day, J.C. Or no, I think he actually still had, <laughs> no, actually he still had a border like, radio because nah. the Mexican government it was shut down Mervin's one. at this point. Yeah, yeah, the Mexican government shut down one, but what he did is he bought another one, and then they shut that one down, so he bought another one. Of course, so he still always had one. I'm on a Mexican <laughs> radio. <laughs> yeah. So he goes above the J.C. Penny and he says, "I have a contest for every, all of you. I'll give a prize to whoever writes in and says the best thing about Dr. Brinkley and what he did for him. Oh God! So in order for like, in order to like, you know, so the prosecution eventually they bring out Brinkley to say, uh, you know, you're not a bad guy, right? And so he, they, they talk, they ask him, he describes his childhood, you know, kaleidoscopic shit. <laughs> yeah, I my balls yeah. off on yeah. fucking mercurochrome. Mm. I saw a Virgin Mary. And so they ask him, they're like, hey, you know, your, your thing, what about it? He's like, well, I think it works. You know, I think that, you know, I, I believe in it. And they're like, oh, okay. He had really bad lawyers. They were, con <laughs> they were constantly objecting to the point where the judge was like, no, I'm gonna. This is you guys are terrible at this. Yeah. I don't, somehow we got shit lawyers. Now that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically the judge is objecting. <laughs> but again, I mean, it gets to the point where so prosecution, Brinkley's lawyers have him on the stand, and the next day the defense is gonna gonna question him, and the judge before Brinkley exits the box, the judge turns to Brinkley and he says. You know, a man that comes into a libel trial, try, you know, a man that comes into a libel trial practically puts his whole life at issue. And then, and then that's it. And then he walks off. The judge is like, good luck. Wow. Hey, we're going to uncover every stone. There might be some so, bugs under there. <laughs> I don't know. For two days, the defense... Question Sprinkly for two days straight. Wow. And they get, and so the, the, the trial lawyer, he's doing, uh, he's basically like, he's kind of like mock respecting, like, oh, you know, the glands is pretty amazing. Wow, and then he'll, do that. yeah, yeah. And then he'll go from that and he'll be like, how does that work? Tell me more. And then he'll, he'll be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. And then he'll be like, yeah, the radio concert contest, you know, that's 
terrible. You shouldn't do that. And so he's just kind of he's just working him, you know, yeah. back and forth. <clears throat> and eventually, he they get to this point where he goes, uh, the, the 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 lawyer goes, as I understand, it, please correct me if I haven't got it right. You don't remove the testicles out of the man, do you? And Brinkley says, the ordinary goat gland operation is that that's what you're thinking about. And he says, yes. Uh, uh, said once I took the cut a hole out of the man's testicle, took a chunk out, and filled the hole with a testicle of a goat gland. God damn it! Ordinarily, and the, the lawyer says, ordinarily you would cut a little flap or slip, and and Brinkley says, well, just a pocket to put the gland in. And the, the lawyer says, would you put a piece of the goat gland in that little hole? Uh, and Brinkley says, no, a three-week-old goat. I would use a three-week-old goat gland, take the capsule off the gland, transplant the whole gland. You would put the whole goat's testicle in one man's testicle, another on the other side, yes, and sometimes put them in the abdominal muscles. There were different locations for them. Abdominal muscles? There's a st- it says there's a stir of surprise in the room. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, oh, eh? I think you did mention that in the first episode, that occasionally he would put them in the abs. But. I remember that specifically. What? I tried it in the past week. Didn't work. <laughs> what comes out from this is that he doesn't graft them. He cuts a hole. He sticks the goat gland in. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a graft. It's not a graft. He forever. He was saying he was grafting. It wasn't a graft. He was implant implanting. And as it were. Then, the prosecution the uh, prosecution gets to his uh, formulas. The, the, def- the defense gets to his formulas. And they ask him about his formulas. And they ask him about his formula 1020. The defense mean, <clears throat> being the state. The, or, or, uh, no, fish, fish binds. Fish binds. Yeah. Got being and the defense liable. says, I want to know about the 1020 procedures. Uh, how does the 1020 produce the white bl- blood cells? And Brinkley says, it evidently stimulates the thing that makes them. It does? That is what it causes. We don't know what causes it, but something. That's your entire explanation? Uh, 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 and they say, well, you know, Brinkley says, oh, we inject the patients. And, and, and the, the lawyer says, what percentage of hydrochloric acid is in the stomach? And Brinkley says, I will declare, I don't remember, 1.25, I believe, but I forget. And then the, then the lawyer says, tell me now, doctor, do you measure the dosage for formula 1020 by weight or by volume? And Brinkley looks at him and then he turns and he just stares out the window for about two Three minutes. Jesus. Yeah. Probably a rainbow or a kaleidoscope <laughs> out there. Yeah. He stares out the window. The lilac waves of grass and <laughs> waves of green. <laughs> something, no trespassing. You remember when life was simpler? <laughs> you just stuffed Remember those? before you painted yourself into a corner <laughs> with elaborate roofs of ice blocks, palm trees, and pine. I erected an apparatus that spread my bullshit so far, and now I'm here defending it in court, fighting for my life. It really seems like the judge was right when he said I put my, my shit out there to be put. I guess I really got the goat. Yeah. <laughs> I really got the best of me. I feel like if I look out here long enough, he'll, for- <laughs> Maybe he'll, forget. he'll forget about his question and I'll return to a, a, a superiority. Counselor? And <laughs> <laughs> Brickley turns back and he says... Uh, I wouldn't really know that. I don't try to know all the details of what is in that stuff. Good. It's magic. And that was the second to last. The second, the last thing that they had was, uh, uh, wait, you put the goat testicles in? I think they're absorbed. (laughs) 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 So he loses the case. He loses everything. All of the everybody comes after his money. Fish by. Uh, 
They tear down radio stations. Uh, they go after all of his holdings. Oh, my God. Shortly after he has a heart attack, he's in the hospital, and he writes... Uh, a letter to many. A goat man operates on his own. <laughs> He's sitting in his bed, and after his heart attack, the doctors—they're uh, like, "Yeah, this is going bad. Uh, you're, you're. If you're not, <laughs> this is not. If you're not ca- like, we have to. They, Do you have any medicine? Do you have any formulas? <laughs> they amputate one of his legs because uh, there was like a blood clot, oh and he would have died. I came in for a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the quack now? Uh huh. Uh-huh. And while he's in bed, so it never happened in one of my hospitals. <laughs> while he's in bed, he gets a notice that uh, he's bankrupt, and they're taking, they're putting a lien on all of his stuff and his legs. Jesus Christ! He writes this letter to Minnie uh, in July. Was uh, uh, it? Uh, no, he, well, he writes this letter to Minnie in like 1942. He writes, "Honey, it seems my heart will break since you phoned. Xera is being torn down." As long as this did not happen, I had faint hope. My health is gone. I'm ready for the bed and out. Love, Daddy. Wow. Ooh, Daddy. Oh, okay. And then, then, then he had his heart attack, and then he went to the hospital, amputated, served summons, and then he died. Wow. And that's the that's a, hell, that's a hell of a way to live and die. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's quite pretty a way much to... went out on top, but until the very end, yeah, until the climax. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, right, into the climax. But, but what about young Johnny? No, he, Johnny, he, he run for safety. You're the first of the goat man. You, <laughs> John, <laughs> breed, spread your seed. <laughs> the future of the goat man race relies upon you. I'm, I'm sorry. So, 20 days before he died, and this then was... Jim Brewer went on <laughs> SNL. <laughs> 20 days before he died, he wrote this letter to me. We are being tried in the fires of persecution and disappointment. We must stand together, walk side by side, and look to a glorious eternity. You can basically hear him. Yeah. Say this Me, on the radio. Jesus Christ, yeah. and you, my whole wife, Mary. <laughs> if I cross the bar before you, I'd be waiting and watching you. You have a responsibility to our son, John. Lend your time and talents to him. He is delicate flower like his father. Oh, he's very delicate. <sighs> he's an indoor boy. That's right. And then yeah. Minnie uh, wrote, put a, a note on this. It was his last letter, and she wrote, Last love letter. Our love was true, and our loyalty made for success. <laughs> P.S. Who is this? <laughs> P.S. New Telegraph. Who this? He was. Uh, Stop. He was. Uh, he was. He was buried under a large monument in Tennessee, where him and Minnie met. Aww. Uh, and just, it nourishes it to this day. A couple years ago, there was like this large uh, granite monument with an angel on top of it. And a couple years ago, someone st- sawed the angel off of it and stole it. And um. I don't think they've recovered it. It wasn't that guy with the the saw band. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's, the band it's a saw. Band. The band saw. It'd <laughs> be cool if they put some nuts right on it. You know, <laughs> I don't know if it's absorbed or grafted. I tend not to get into it. Well, did the they teeth. graft the goat onto the statue? <laughs> yeah, they, they, got, they buried a goat with him. It was absorbed into the statue. Uh, that, that's wonderful. Dear Minnie, I seem to have lost my bargain with the goat. <laughs> uh, Minnie died in 1978. She was still living in that mansion, she had no money. She was, uh, this is from uh, another, this is, uh, I got this info from another podcast where uh, no, she was, no, there's no such thing as she was podcast. keeping warm at night by sleeping, her, 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 her uh, sheets were fur coats, and when she needed food, she would go to like the local supermarket and beg for food, and they would just give it, they would Slaughter give it Slaughter a penguin? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I've, I've got a penguin, and I don't know how yeah. to cook it. Uh, and, uh. But this is a. But she had the mansion. She did. 
and uh, sell it and go rent a place in fucking yeah, Milford. Seriously. Idiot. Yeah, dumb. Dumb, dumb broad. But she died in 78, and, and uh, there, there was a documentary made by the Kansas Historical Society that has, shows video of Brinkley uh, in color, and then it, it has her talking about her life as well. Wow. Uh, I mean, maybe so, there's a lot of music and supplemental shit maybe I'll do for a Patreon. Sure. Uh, but here's the thing that Pope Rock, I, by Pope Rock, this great book, Charlatan, uh, also the Bizarre Careers of John R. Brinkley by R. Alton Lee. That's where I got most of the early history. Uh-huh. Shout out. Great stuff. Um, and this is, Pope Rock ends rightfully with this song from ZZ Top. ZZ Top. <laughs> You know, butt chin guys. Yeah. Do you remember I'm back in 41st century where the sun has gone supernova. Oh, you love and kisses too. 
I, uh, that was an amazing profile, Matt. Uh, maybe we'll break up into, I don't know. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, we love you. God, that was great, man. That was so oh, good. These guys, you. these frauds, they just go on and on. It doesn't best. stop. The best. I think, I think we're going to be Christ. featuring a lot of charlatans, yeah. a lot of frauds. Life hacks. Next. Lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't say life without lie, so uh, <laughs> try it out. Yeah. Um, I love you. My name is John Fahey. I love you. I am Aaron Pita. Matt so Good night, everybody. Starbrands Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.